This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk for more information. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. My name is Patch, and with me, as always, is Matt. Matt, how are you, sir? Very well, thanks, Patch. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. A slight, yeah. I, I won't lie, a slightly harrowing week with a child <laughs> a child off sick from preschool and uh, trying to juggle that and my day job. I've had better weeks. But a very enjoyable uh, podcast with uh, Mr. Dom Jolly. So. Thank you very much. Uh, that, that was the highlight of the week, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yesterday lunchtime, we spent an hour with with Don Jolly talking about Trigger Happy TV in the main, but also what he's been up to since and and his upcoming tour, which he's coming to Bristol. So, uh, oh, right. yeah, where we went to the Redgrave Theatre to watch Clinton Baptiste, um, he's going to be there as well, May the 12th. So, um, so do check that out for sure. Count me in, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, as, as I said to him, I'm actually going to be watching School of Rock at the Hippodrome that night. So... So I'm going to have to try and squeeze in a visit somewhere else. But yeah. he's also in you know, Western, Burnham-on-Sea, Gloucester, lots of different areas. And he's only living up the road in, in Cheltenham. So, yeah, oh, he's not far point. away. Good. But anyway, let's uh, let's move on to, to Bristol City. And um, so events this week so far, we've had a big announcement about the Ashton Gate 8 event on the Bristol City versus Middlesbrough match um, in mid-February. And I'm very pleased to say, Matt, that we have got a guest with us who has been pivotal to making this happen. And that is ex-Bristol City chairman, Scott Davidson. Scott, how are you, sir? Hello, chaps. Uh, Good to see you and uh, very honoured to... uh finally get to see the three peep studio <laughs> yeah this is this is the grandioso of it it's um yeah a little room matt's in his little room um unfortunately yeah. i mean it, we, we always used to get together and do these podcasts but to be fair you know the pandemic and doing it over zoom we've had, we, we were able to basically get together at the, the drop of a button really and um yeah. and and here we are and, and hopefully with our microphones supplied by our sponsors the nexus group um we sound pretty good as well so yeah it's uh it's an insight into behind the scenes scott well well done i know uh, I'm, i speak for many who, who enjoy enjoy the broadcast so keep it going yeah Thanks, that's fantastic so scott let's let's focus on uh, the ashton gate eight commemoration first of all just for fans who are listening who don't know the story behind the ashton gate eight just broadly put it into uh, an elevator pitch for us about what those eight players did for <laughs> bristol city yeah, I guess we 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 sometimes assume that our younger supporters will will be familiar with what happened to the club in, in what is now you know f- more than forty years ago with uh, our appearance obviously at the top flight after what was it sixty five years we finally got that promotion and actually did really well for four seasons but then uh, behind the scenes to the background to what happened in eighty two was this uh, I, I think we're. We, we, we fell from grace from uh, sixth in the in what is the Premier League, the old first division, to the very, very bottom of the Football League, 92nd in little over three years. I mean, it, it, I don't think anyone's actually matched us. We're, we are. I think Wolves have since, haven't they? But I think we were the first club. We? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. What an achievement. Yeah. That's a great achievement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, even Wolves didn't do it as quickly and as swiftly no. as we. I mean, it, it is pretty remarkable when you think there we were. 
um, Forest. Uh, uh, we were above Arsenal in that table, sixth place, and then three years later, we're at the bottom. And and that and that slide um, saw us uh, go through a, a nightmare with the financial situation, where the, the very future of the club was. People say, "Well, the club will it survive?" And was it under threat? It, from what I can tell, and what people uh, tell me, and what I've read. We, we got within moments, within minutes of the club uh, disappearing. And uh, one, one very, very big thing that happened on the 3rd of February 1982 was the Ashton Gate 8, as they are now known, those eight players who, it, through no fault of their own, they had contracts to play for the club, were basically asked to rip their contracts up. And um, I do believe there was a meeting at the Dragonara Hotel where one of um, a group of businessmen who, again, I think, you know, sometimes they're painted to be, you know, um, the, on the other side of, of what happened, but they, they were doing their very best to uh, find a mechanism for the club to survive. And uh, I think the table was banged at one point and said, look, you know, we need to resolve this, otherwise the investors are going to leave and the club will fold. And, and, and at that point, the eight players agreed to rip up their contracts. Yeah. Matt, for you as a fan, um, how important is the commemoration of this event 40 years on? Massive. I mean, I, I was 12 then. I don't, were you even born then, Patch? What were I you, was. One, two, one or I two? I was not yeah. quite one. Were you there? Yeah. So, but I, I remember it. I remember crying at the thought. Um, been lucky enough to see us get promoted to the first division. We lived um, in the same street as Jerry Gow, Ray Cashley. Jerry Gow was a friend of my dad. So, you know, it, it felt really like my club. Um, and I remember the newspaper articles, the the, the, the media reports, um, and it was, it's, it's hard to explain other than it's quite topical at the moment with the Derby situation. And, and you know, we, we were a big club because we were in what is equivalent to the Premier League and we were going to go out of existence. And, and as Scott says, I, I really don't know how many fans knew it was that close and today's fans you know we, we have the chant and, the, and the, the youngsters sing it which is brilliant and has kept that alive but um yeah I, th I think this will really bring it home just how close it was to our club not being bristol city yeah of course Matt. whilst these players will always be named and remembered as being part of the ashton gate eight i think that the other thing our younger supporters won't realize is these are some of our absolute legends. Um, Trevor Tayton's in that group, and he, he made 592 appearances. He's number three in the all-time list. In fact, Jerry Sweeney's right behind 490 appearances. I mean, the, these these are great. These are these are legends. Uh, yeah. Jeff Merrick led us out at Highbury on that first day in the first division as our as our captain. Um, so so yes. The Ashton Gate Eight, but but we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that you know these are these are city heroes and city legends. Yeah, let's just name check the lot of them. So, uh, Jerry Sweeney, Peter Aitken, Julian Marshall, Chris Garland, David Rogers, Jimmy Mann, Trevor Tainton, and of course Jeff Merrick, the Ashton Gate Eight. So, I guess the question I've got, Scott, is is who's involved in pulling all of this together for the uh, Ashton Gate Eight celebration? Yeah, sure. I I probably should point out that um. I've been away from the club for something like 21 years and uh, a, a casual phone call with Richard Gould, who I knew uh, when he was at the club uh, first time around, 
I sort of said, look, if there's ever anything I do, as you do, if there's anything I can do, <laughs> give me a call. And there you go. Would you like to organise the anniversary of the Ashton Gate 8? And I have to say, what a what an honour it is. So when Richard Gould asked me to um, to drive this, and, and as, as he put in one of his notes, orchestrate it, uh, exactly what should it be? You know, I, I, Some of us have been critical of some of the things that have happened or not happened, perhaps, in the past. So one of the things I did was consult with fans including you guys as to what you thought the club should be doing because let's make no mistake this is a club event and, and the club are right behind it and very very privileged to be involved but ultimately what is it we want it to be how do we properly um, create the 40th anniversary for the Ashton Gate 8 so the feedback from people like yourselves um, former players association Neil Palmer uh, a really, really helpful, supportive in organisation, um, behind the scenes. I could, I could actually go on and list so many, and then I'll forget some. So I won't even attempt that. <laughs> Supporters Club have been fantastic um, in ideas, organisation, all sorts of bits of detail that will, as we go through the weekend, will become clear. Um, the creation of a, of, a, of a commemorative brochure also is, is happening with, um, uh, I'm going to call him a veteran uh, a writer, Richard Latham, which I, I hope he doesn't mind me saying so, is, is, is coming up with, with fantastic material for that. The club are behind it, but it, it, what I love about it, um, I suppose it's 21 years of reflecting away from the club. It, it, it is and always was uh, and always will be about people. And... Uh, I am uh, really delighted that so many different groups have come together to what I hope will be a tremendous success on the day. Yeah, sounds like a, a great collaboration. So, Scott, just walk us through that weekend then of the 18th and 19th of February. Um, so I understand there's a, a dinner on the Friday and obviously the, the pitch parade the following day, but um, in a bit more detail, if possible. So, yes. Yeah, so it, it, on on the Friday night, um, we, we've we've we know it's the 3rd of February is the 40th anniversary. But the 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 the, the uh, weekend, the first weekend following that that date when we can actually get the eight represented at, at the stadium on match day uh, is the 19th against Middlesbrough. We were bringing them down uh, and putting them in a hotel on the 18th and organising a, um, a dinner to show our appreciation. I think, I think that's right. Um, and uh, I, I was actually looking when we were, I was just thinking about those appearance records. And I do believe on the guest list, we have all surviving eight players, um, coincidentally eight players, who have made more than 400 appearances. So alongside the eight, you've got the likes of Tins, Tom Ritchie, and Rob Newman, who's joining us, uh, as you know, he's now in a role at West Ham. So, so um, you know, walking walking with legends, we will be that night. And uh, we, we, we're going to we found some um, uh, archive material to play at that dinner from the Jonathan Pierce archives that we thought were lost, um, but uh, they certainly were close to being lost, covered in mould. But we we've had a specialist bake them, and we will treat the guests to some of the highlights from the 79, 80, and 80, 81 season. And I don't think I'm giving too much away to say that um, one highlight will be uh, playing the goal, which many people say is one of the best in living memory. And I know exactly what that is. That's obviously uh, for those that, that, that don't know, Jimmy Mann's goal against um, the European Cup holders, Nottingham Forest, with the legendary Peter Shorten and goal. 
who didn't even get close to it. And of course, people have talked about it for years and oh, it was this far out. And was it really 40 yards? Well, uh, you'll have to wait and see. But um, and after the event, I will make sure we get the footage onto the BCFC website so that everyone can enjoy it. So so that's one of the highlights. But um, a few guest speakers. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. But on the Saturday, it really uh, and, and I have to say it started off as a, a dinner for maybe 40. And then, of course, it, it grew and I'm up to 120. Um, and I could probably get 10,000 people in, in a room and they'd all love to be there. So that's not possible. But what we can do, obviously, match day three o'clock against Middlesbrough is, is around about quarter to three. There's going to be a parade of the Ashton Gate 8 onto the pitch where I'm hoping that young fans and fans that will remember the eight uh, will show their ap appreciation for what those guys did. Yeah, no, it'd be fantastic. And obviously, um, on the eighth minute, I'm, I think we're hoping to do the uh, a round of applause for for the Ashton Gate Eight as well. Yeah, I, th I I wanted to try and arrange something which which visually showed the appreciation of our supporters uh, to the eight who, who you know are going to be there or their representatives will be there. I believe the supporters club have organised a big surfer flag to go along the, the south stand with their with their images on. There are new banners and flags for section 82. And as you say, on the eighth minute, <clears throat> it's probably our most ambitious attempt of, of the weekend. But uh, we are going to try and raise a mosaic TIFO to, of the figure eight in the centre blocks of the Dolman stand. So if you are a ticket holder in the centre blocks of the Dolman stand, we need you. <laughs> and, and we're brilliant when we come together, Bristol City and, and our supporters. We need you. Uh, hold those cards up. And uh, if, if you've got an empty seat next to you, hold two two, two yeah, cards up. It's, and it's I'm hoping that eight will, will appear from the dome and join the eighth minute. It's yeah. funny, Scott, isn't it? I, I don't think I've ever seen that at Ashton Gate. Um, obviously, we had the momentous flags when we played, um, I think it was the Man City rather than the United, wasn't it? But you see it on TV for, for Prem clubs. How brilliant for Bristol City to be able to do something like that and for this. So, yeah, those Dolman stand uh, season ticket holders in uh, those that get tickets, please, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can't I can't wait to see it all come oh. come together. I've got which I'm sure thinking about it. I've got to yeah. be honest. <laughs> Well, no, it's going to be it's going to be a special, special occasion, and yeah, um, yeah it's uh, it's one that I'm sure there'll be lots of activity on social media um, from from us from Bristol City uh, to remind people of, of what's happening. Scott, thanks um, so much for coming on. See, we'll be we'll be topping up that uh, that knowledge for people over the coming podcast. But we're going to shift gears now slightly onto the game tomorrow. Um, so that is Cardiff. Uh, always. always Always a joyous occasion um, at Ashton Gate tomorrow. It's a twelve thirty kickoff. Matt, I'll come to you first. Your thoughts mm. on the starting lineup? Obviously, we uh, we lost six two at uh, the weekend to Fulham, which we obviously covered on on that podcast. Yep. Um, a bit of a surprise on the scoreline, especially a two one up on the you know in the in the thirtieth minute to lose six two. But in terms of changes, how do you see us lining up first of all against a big brave? Cardiff team the truth is I'm not sure what options we've we've really got um obviously Tyreek we now know is is gone to to Ipswich and seems like that although it's alone I think from um from Nigel Pearson's comments yesterday um I'd be very surprised if that changes yeah um and and yeah I mean um Joe Williams he said in his, his press conference yesterday will 
part of the squad, so you don't necessarily see him starting. But we know Matty James isn't going to be starting, you know, going to be available. So I, I don't know that he's got really much of a, a an option. It's a question of does he go with what he did last week with Jay as right wing back? I hope not. I think I'd be more inclined to push Zach out there and bring Rob Atkinson in. Um, but but from a, a sort of forward perspective, I think I would go with what I've got. Left-hand side, Callum hasn't been on form last few games, so there's an argument there. Do you look at switching something there and maybe playing Jay there? Um, but but I, I do genuinely think we are at the you know the, the bare bones in the key positions. We've got players like Tommy Conway on the bench. You can bring Naki, Sam Bell. But actually, forward-wise, we're, we're okay, really, aren't we? It's, mm. it's the defence in, yeah. So obviously so, the game the game away uh, at Cardiff earlier in the season, which was mm. a fantastic away day, and obviously that goal from um, from Andy Vyman will live long in the memory. Um, we played Nathan Baker, didn't we, at left back in that game? Obviously we haven't got that in our arsenal this yeah. this time around, but he kept the big boys quiet. I think he came out of nowhere as well, didn't he? If I remember, I don't think he'd been in the certainly hadn't started. I'm sure. And he was an absolute presence, wasn't he? And, and was, was as much as Andy Vyman was a, a match winner, Nathan was as well. And probably apt to say following a game, the press conference, you know, we, we, we wish Nathan well in. And hope if we don't see him back this season, we certainly see him next season. Um, but he's a big miss. And, and Nigel Pearson almost references it every time he speaks about him. The character of the man, um, you know, the fact that he is as brave as he is. There's no doubt we miss him. And, I, and I've been critical of Nathan for some of his style um, but definitely that physicality we miss and I don't know again what options we've got and if you think they've got Kiefer Moore Aidan Flint and I think they've got another couple of big boys at the back Morrison as well but yeah I think Morrison's been starting on the bench they've got another youngster back there but it's it's a challenge so does Robbie Cundy come into the equation I don't know um, I'd be surprised but yeah it's um We've, we've got to play our game. If we get the ball down and play like we did at Fulham in passages, then I think we've got a very good chance because Cardiff aren't a great run of form. Mm. But we also have to be very aware of their threat. And we did that really well. We stopped giving cheap throw-ins and corners, didn't we, away at Cardiff. Need to do the same tomorrow. Yeah. Scott's still with us. Scott, your thoughts on Matt's comments there regarding how we line up tomorrow? Great comments. I learned a lesson very, very early on when I was chairman. Joe Jordan was the manager, and the lesson was don't get involved in team selection. <laughs> I'm not sure all chairmen do, uh, don't, Scott, but... <laughs> um, I, I mean, the, the Fulham game was was fascinating. You know, the highlight being Antoine's two goals. I mean, you obviously talked about this in, in your in your report, but what didn't he take those Brilliant. brilliantly? You know, we all said we want a striker. Well, you're not going to get anything better than that if you can, if you can repeat that form. Yeah. Um, wonderful. Having watched most of the games this season, the young lads, again, they've done brilliantly, haven't they? Uh, uh, I, when I saw Alex Scott pre-season, I thought, you know, there, there's a player, as as, as, as we all did. Mm. Um, Nathan, as you rightly say, that's a that's a huge miss for us. And, um, you know, you know, he, he, he uh, you, you know the way he plays. And unfortunately, those injuries you know, uh, have taken their toll. So let's hope, uh, wish him a, a recovery and let's hope we, 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 we do see him next season. Um, I, 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 you're right. I mean, we don't have that many options to be able to go to. Joe Williams would be great to be able to see. I think every time I've seen him play, you think, wow, you know, 
good yeah. player. In fact, I was talking to Joe Royal about him because uh, Joe's coming to the dinner again. One of our one of our legends, and he 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 knew him when he was a young lad at Everton, and said, you know, you've got a really good player there, and it's it's a shame that he can't just break that, you know, those, those niggles and, and those hamstring problems off off to be able to get a run in a run in the side. So we're looking forward. Uh, to, to that for sure um, we'll see uh, you're right you know at moments against Fulham uh, we, we we were very good but they did I mean ultimately we're, we're, we're going to get into other topics like parachute payments and, and how you can it's, it's not a level playing field is it yeah. so that that's a very very um, uh, difficult difficult place to go and play at the moment interesting topic and conversation but uh, we will see what happens um, tomorrow um, what I would do personally Matt is bring Scott Murray in at right wing back it's an option, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know if he's he's out tonight. So whether he's got the, <laughs> and he's pr- he's probably putting the laundry away as we speak and stuff. But yeah, I mean, Christ, that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? If you could have Scott there, and uh, it'd be interesting. I mean, again, you've got the the Aidan Flint, the Marlon Pack scenario coming in. I hope both get the the respect they deserve for what they they did for the club. But I don't don't imagine that's going to be the case. But um, yeah, that's been unfortunate recently, hasn't it? I think. Yeah. You know, I I I I think we we we're 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 great as a club, but certainly when we all come together. But there's been a few things recently. You think, oh, yeah. you know, I don't like to see the the booing of former players. You know, having been around so many of them, uh, you know, uh, uh, over the years, everyone who turns up does what they can at the time. You know, and I think when they come back, we should be uh, paying them you know, the right respect. Yeah. Yeah, Completely agree. Yeah. yeah, looking forward to to the game tomorrow. Right. What, what, what changes would you make, Patch? I told you, Scott Murray in on yeah, the right. Yeah, but realistically, though, although I think last time you went real left field, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like to be a bit controversial. I would bring uh, put Viner on at right wing back. I like that idea, and Atkin- Paul Atkinson in at the back. He looked really good in that in the Fulham Cup game, didn't he? Back to you know, almost yeah. back to his best. best so yeah. was a surprise for me when he when we didn't start with him away at Fulham. Uh, you got to stick with Viner and Semenyo up top. Um, you think? I just wonder with the physicality whether that might sway Chris Martin coming in. But, but Vyman will drop back in, only in Scott will ex- drop out. I'd have thought. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're then setting up because of the opposition and not necessarily for what's best for you. Should so I'm, I'm with you. I would I would mm. definitely keep the two of them. Yeah, I'm I'm always a fan of playing the way you want to play rather than yeah. matching up. But you know, then the, you get pelters for not not having a man on Aidan Flint or not having a man on you know, yeah. some of the big boys. So yeah, it's a tough one. There's, there's no, uh, there's no easy answer, but um, confident. I'm confident yes. uh, as yeah, always yeah. going into a home game of, of yeah. a victory, but we're going to leave it there and we'll be back after the break with our post-match reaction. Um, but a, a massive thank you to Scott for coming on and talking to us about the Ashton gate eight and the events coming up uh, later in February so we'll we'll look forward to that and we'll be we'll be banging home any messages that we can to get fans involved as much as possible and also Middlesbrough fans as well will have to play an important part so on the eighth minute yeah that's a good one yeah yeah Yeah. we had Mark Benton um actor on for the Middlesbrough game last season no this season the away season yeah yeah. oh the away game yeah the first away game of course so yeah we'll um we'll touch base with him and get tag him get him to retweet etc but uh for now we'll leave it there thank you so much everybody we'll be back after the break
Over 20,000 fans saw an atmosphere building pre-match with an upbeat mega mix of songs from the City DJ and the Scotty Murray Air Cup crowd surfer on display for the seven-side derby. The first 30 minutes, we were in a battle with Cardiff, edging it ever so slightly, and City having to reorganise after two injuries. But the next 60 minutes of football were very entertaining with five goals, incidents aplenty, and a win for the 21-22 Kings of the Seven side, Bristol City. Matt is with me as always. Matt, your headline thoughts from the day. It's about your your mega mix comment. <laughs> it was it wasn't quite Jive Bunny. No, but, no, no, uh... no, 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 yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a win's a win when you throw in the seven side derby. Um, got to see Northern Tom and, and Lizzie before the game as well, which was nice. Um, but yeah, I, I I actually thought three three two, and it should probably have been four or five easy. Um, and we'll we'll talk about what went on. Um, it's not a great Cardiff side. Um, I didn't think they really offered too much. Had I been coming away from here today, and I would have taken a point before the game, had I been coming away after that game with a point, I would have been gutted because um, I think we're be- we were we were better on the day than Cardiff. So I think it was it was a a well earned three points, but disappointing to see King um, mm. and Atkinson go off, and you worry about that. And again. In the current climate with the window, both players are a little bit injury prone. What does that then mean going forward? So yeah, you were you would have taken a point before the game, would you? I would have, yeah, because because wow. genuinely, I, I said last week on the pod that um, I still think we are in a relegation battle, and I thought it was important that we kept Cardiff away from us. Obviously, three points does that even better, but mm. I just didn't. I thought it was probably better to say it's a game I didn't think we could afford to lose, so I would, that's why I would have taken the point. Okay. Uh, Lee's three words were three great finishes, which uh, they definitely were. Um, Before we move on, I want to say happy birthday to Cam Pring. Uh, City legend Lewis Carey, plus other ex-City players, is a real birthday bonanza today. Uh, Jens Hegeler, Pedro Pereira and Ryan Harley. Um, So, yeah, happy birthday to everyone there. Right. Line up, Matt. Three, four, one, two. Max O'Leary. Callas, Atkinson, Pring, Scott King, Masengo, Calamo, Dauda, Vyman, and then Martin and Semenya. We we had you know minutes ago on this podcast, but yesterday to us, yep. um, we discussed this and Martin coming back in was a big was... call. And you said yesterday that you wouldn't be surprised. Yep. Your thoughts? Exactly that. Um, and you know credit to Nigel Pearson he got his spot on um I also think playing in a two the way that they did and the way that Semenya sort of buzzes around him but also vibing in behind um yeah you, you couldn't really argue with it we'll talk about the subs and and I think there was a question mark over the subs that, that got made but um yeah no, no real surprise good to see Marlon Pack and Aidan Flint coming in but I thought that might come into it as well because Cardiff are a physical team so I think Chris Martin you know, we, we used to say about Famara patch, didn't we? That you know, it, it, everyone used to say Famara, yeah, yeah. He won't he won't get you twenty goals, but what he does in the in defending, and you're like, yeah, but he's your yeah. number nine. I, I haven't got him in the team to defend, but actually, that's I think that was as much why Chris Martin was in the side today. 
Yeah, absolutely. We've got a guest with us today. Um, it's Corey. Corey is writing a book on Matt's favourite season, I think, as fair as to say. Yeah. Uh, the 14-15 uh, season called Relentless. So we're going to be talking about that later on and, and that season, that double winning season that uh, we all we all really, really loved. Um, but Corey's going to talk, uh, talk with us through the game, first of all. So Corey, come in, sir. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Our pleasure, I should say. So just tell us a little bit about yourself, because you do a little bit of work with Bristol City. Tell us tell us what your um, what your role is. Yeah, so um, I study sports media uh, at Ashton Gate um, and I'm, I got some opportunities through that. Um, so I'm PA announcer for Bristol City Women um, and I match report for the first team as well. So that's what I was doing doing today. Excellent, excellent. So, w- when you say match report for the first team, wh- where will we see that match report? Uh, on the Twitter, on the website. Excellent. Um, so, yeah. Brilliant. Great stuff. Well, great to have you on. Um, your thoughts on that starting lineup? Um, I was expecting Martin to come in, probably, um, given, as Matt said, given their aerial presence, Cardiff. Um, I was quite surprised that we went with a three at the back. I thought we might have gone with a four, given how short we are with um, centre centre half problem uh, options and that wasn't helped by Atkinson's injury obviously uh, early on but mm. again Scott and O'Dowd at wing back is is always a risk but I think one that probably paid off going forward yeah uh, okay. especially yeah no yeah well, we're going to come on to the minutes I, I started doing this in chunks Matt um, yeah. but then it sort of go, goes into minutes a bit later on. So it's a bit of a mishmash <laughs> today. Uh, so the first 10 minutes, uh, Cardiff were having a few attacks coming forward well, but there was lots of hoofball, lots of, um, you know, shouts of uh, whoosh, like the old days. Um, then birthday boy Cam Pring made a couple of good tackles. Pring set Callum O'Dowda off down the left, but he couldn't get his cross in. He comes inside and Martin won a free kick. From that free kick, Scott floats it in and Semenyo doesn't quite make a connection. Um, but Martin, as I said, in the first 10 minutes, he already sort of was saying to himself, I'm going to be important defensively today. And it was it was like, as you say, like Jiju um, coming back and being really important, um, particularly at corners. But that first opportunity, Matt, where um, the cross came in, Martin won that free kick. It just couldn't get on the end of it, Semenyo, could he? No, it just, just looked a little bit sort of, floated a, a, above him in I'm not sure whether <clears throat> whether he quite kind of saw the flight of it early enough um you're right in terms of the start I, th- I thought it was a poor start from City it was a little bit like we were still in the changing room a little bit we just didn't seem to to get the ball down um we were panicking a little bit um and even though Cardiff had a fair chunk of possession as I said they, they didn't really look that lively um they were playing a lot of 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 long balls, like you said, what disappointed me a little bit, and I, I, I recognise the ref. I don't know if he's been prem or um, he's certainly been in championship, but there were a number of times where they're centre forward, and it wasn't just James Collins. But as the ball got played, he's not looking at the flight of the ball at all. He's looking at the man. There were a couple of shoves. There was one when when Zach Viner came on, which was blatant. But and and Zach still, we talked about it last week. Has to learn from it. But he looked at it and thought, well, ref, you you got to start giving some of these. But after that 10, 15 minute, we we did start to settle a little bit and it became, you know, a, mu- a much better spectacle because it, it wasn't great to start with. And I think um, I was sort of openly saying this this is too poor size. You can see why they are where they are in the league, really. Yeah. So the next sort of 10 minutes, Atkinson comes off for Viner. Now, he appeared to jar his back, Corey. Is that yeah. your take? 
yeah, that's where it looked like from from up where I was. And um, yeah, I probably I I was feared for us a little bit when when uh, when that did happen because I didn't really see what shape we were going to go with. But I think we stuck with the three at the back and and it did work quite well. And obviously Viner came on and I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, certainly certainly settled in quite quickly. Um, and the fact that he was, you know, taken out of the team, that might have been just a little nudge that he needed in the right direction. Do you um, think he was a little bit more um, aggressive today, Corey? He, he seemed to put his foot in a bit more, especially on Collins, which is what we cried out last week. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think there's many City fans who, who want to dislike Zach Viner, as stupid as that might sound. I think we all want him to do well. But I also think there's a lot of us that think he's probably not at the level. And I think part of that is because he just doesn't show that that aggression and, and looks to win the ball. He tends to back off a little bit or makes the, the poor decision. I thought today he was much more front foot and looking to get in front of the striker. So much better performance from him today. Yeah, I think um, he's very much a confidence player, Zach. Mm. So when, I suppose one thing that I saw was his, his kind of first involvement in the game seems to be quite important for him and he got a good tackle in. Yeah. A few seconds after he came on, I think that settled him down a little bit. And yeah. um, he probably benefited from uh, Kiefer Moore not being available because I thought yeah. last week he was maybe targeted a little bit by Mitrovic. He seemed yeah. to peel off onto him, especially. So it was probably the, the right game to bring him on in considering yeah. that um, they didn't have more available. Yeah, well, Mitrovic is a is a different beast altogether, but uh, yeah, completely agree what you're saying, um, Matt. We saw early signs of the X City combination of uh, pack long throw into Flint. Get your head on it, and that was uh, that caused a problem in those first few minutes. Yeah, it did, um, and I think I think Marlon um, was being a little bit cheeky. He went to give the ball back at one stage at the south stand, then and cupped his hand to his ear. And I thought, oh, what, why do that? You're just going to invite people, even those that were 50-50 on it, are then going to just give you some. But it was it was probably done in the right kind of vein. I thought Aidan Flint was really quiet. Um, and yeah, they, they, they ironically, and I've not, I don't think I've seen it before, and I don't think I've seen us do it away, but Marlon got our towel and was using our I've got, towel. I've got a little segment on that coming up. Have you? Yeah, because okay, yeah. I, I, I thought that was something in the rules that you couldn't do. Um, and it's the, uh, genuinely the only time I can recall it happening um, and whether it was because it was Marlon but yeah, um, like little, you said they, they were looking to go long with it yeah yeah got a little insight into that coming up in a Good. minute okay. from from my vantage point um, so after that Scott crosses in from the right and it's good but it misses not only Semenyo but also misses Calamo Dauda so uh, again we're creating opportunities now Matt here you go here's the insight so there was a discussion between the two managers the Cardiff manager was moaning about the use of towels right. Pearson points out that they are there for everyone to use um, but they were in bags they were in like plastic bags so they weren't out on display if you like right okay so obviously Marlon Pack didn't see it so the Cardiff manager sent one of the coaching staff presumably around the stadium to empty the bags the towels were then put uh, you know on the side of the pitch right okay. visible um and that is uh that's that was the end of that, that was what it was. right okay yeah <laughs> so yeah it was one of those ones where he was moaning because well we want to be able to use them as well so yeah. uh so yeah that was a, an interesting interesting couple of minutes good spot good spot <laughs> yeah absolutely um 
Okay, so now that we, I felt so sorry for Andy King. Um, he's clear, he's clearly tweaked something again, and he kicked the ball into the stand and just walked off down the tunnel, more or less. So that's the bit for me, Patch. He's kicked the ball in the stand and he's walked off down the tunnel. You like, and then comes back onto the pitch and yeah. sits his ass down for the substitution. Obviously, quite rightly, and um, you know, City fans can moan like they want, but we would be absolutely baying for the fact that a player had done that. But Switch on, Andy. If you're you're injured, be in the middle of the pitch and sit down. Don't then walk off and go down the tunnel because there's no way of making a sub or you know. But yeah, gut, gutted for the blame. I think and it's a yeah. The, you, the, you worry. It's a mind. The, he's obviously just the stage of his career that gutted. he's in to 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 come yeah. back from assuming assuming a similar injury yeah. to then have it happen again but, but as both, a captain as well. Both him and Atkinson very innocuous. Didn't didn't see a challenge. Didn't see. So you do worry. I mean, if with Andy King, if it's a, a hamstring again, you do worry about it because um, he's not a uh, he's not a dynamic player that you would expect to be putting pressure on your hamstrings because of the quick. So you do worry, don't you, if that's the case? But mm. yeah, just just thought it was a bit of a strange one. But yeah, when you see the Yatti, not the Yatti, the um, the front of the Lansdowne, or oh, to the referee, you're like, well, hang on, he's walked off down the tunnel and then come down to get. Sorry, lads, no, you should be told to get off. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, Corey, so Jada Silva comes on and Scott comes into the midfield. T- two really, uh, you know, two injuries in the first 30 minutes. It- it's going to cause disturbance and it's going to need a bit more time to sort of settle in. But not the greatest opening 30 minutes, really, was it? No. And again, like I said about the accident injury, I, th- I thought that King coming off would have would have affected us a little bit more than it did. Um I've been really impressed with him since he's come in, especially given that he wasn't a standout signing when we first brought him in. Um, but I think he's really kind of, you can see how much he loves playing for for the club and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I was gutted for him when he came off, but uh, obviously Scott moved inside. And again, I said another young midfield three then. We've obviously got Boyman, but then Masengo and Scott in the middle against an experienced Cardiff side. Um, like I said, I did, I did think that might, um, might cause us a little bit of bother, but in fairness, we we battled and and kind of stifled them quite well. Yeah, absolutely. So Cardiff take the lead on the thirtieth minute. It's a it's a disappointing clearance from Hanno Masengo, and it's crossed in by Doyle. And Colin just gets his head on the end of it, Matt, and we find ourselves a goal down. And you think you think the the life has been sucked out of us, but we'll come on to what happens next. But your thoughts on that goal? Yeah, um, Hanno actually did really well to win the ball back. Um, sort of like like he does, where he's, he's kind of ratting around and, and wins the ball. Didn't really get an option, and it was a poor clearance. No, no two ways about it. Um, you know, played it straight to him. I've not seen it back. My first, my first thought was Collins was on the move, and Zach just, just, just lost him. Um, and I look at that and think, yeah, not, not great. Six yard box again, probably too um, whipped in too much, and and um, where it was, you probably can't put put anything on Max but yeah I mean Hanno has got to hold his hand up and, and he did you know he, yeah he, yeah was... yeah and and uh Corey it was as Matt said great battling from Masengo to win that ball but when you've not got an option you do just need to get it down the field and I think he probably did but he didn't get his foot under the ball he played it inside as well wasn't yeah it? and it's gone it's gone along the floor and and Cardiff just punished it didn't they yeah, I think it was more of a mistake rather than that he was trying to play out. It did look like he was trying to get his foot under the ball and it, and it didn't quite happen for him. But he seems to find himself in that position quite often, um, Masengo in the kind of 
the, the kind of third between the the sideline and the uh, edge of the 18 yard box and normally he manages to get out of trouble but on yeah on that occasion I think it was just just a mistake and, and like you say he did hold, hold his hand up which is good for for someone of his age yeah absolutely well we were bailed out straight after so um we get down the other end literally Vyman is through um Flint makes contact Vyman goes down claims of a penalty it would have been a soft one I think it was just outside the box as well but the clearance from Cardiff finds Martin who puts his foot on the ball I think and literally bends it right-footed into the corner of the into the corner of the goal and Matt um presence of mind to find the corner a fantastic finish quality finish go, go back to Biggs's three words three three fine finishes whatever it was yeah it was I mean um I, it, I don't I don't know what happened with Andy Vyman and, and we we I don't know if you thought today but the ball didn't seem to be zipping on the grass very much whether we didn't water it very much where you know I don't know but he seemed to get stuck un, under Andy he felt the slightest of touch from Flint. I mean, again, fans were baying. It's a red card. And you're like, <laughs> oh, come on. It's not even a free kick. Then, you know, There's a couple a of occasions a... today, to be fair, where Vyman yeah, went down a little bit too uh, easy for my luck. <laughs> a little bit like the, the Scotty goal a few weeks back where the challenge, the ball breaks perfect. Well, I say perfectly. Martin still had to actually drag the ball back from behind him. Yeah. But that touch was so good that it opened it. And, I mean, the finish was top, top draw, wasn't it? And a, re- a really vital finish to to go level really straight away was was massive in the scheme of the game. I think today, yeah, uh, fantastic equaliser, Corey, wasn't it? Yeah, great finish, and he and he has got that in his locker. And I know he gets a lot of stick, but I think if if we do play to his strength, he's he's definitely got a got that in him. And it's funny you say about the how kind of sticky the the grass might have been because if you watch the. Uh, Vyman celebration and the Martin second goal celebration both times they they went to slide and there was just nothing and just yeah, fell just straight on their face so it, yeah. I think that might have been a problem throughout yeah. that's it that's just, a celebration that I would never try for that very reason no, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, I would never try it just for my knees but it just it just it just shows with Chrissy Martin as well Dave that, and it happened a number of times play it into his feet and he's a decent player I mean he's a decent player anyway um, but you get more out of him, and I and I thought. I mean, it to, today, a game for a bloke who gets the stick that he gets. It was a quality, quality. He was excellent. And that, for me, goals. Matt, in the last sort of three or four games, whenever, whenever, however long it's been since he got you know dropped or rested, yep. whatever you want to call it, he seems to be reinvigorated, doesn't he? And an attitude when he comes on in, and you know, I've I've said about Naki. There's times when Naki look at him, and think, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure your attitude, in, and and obviously we've had um, Tyreek's attitude question this week from the from the manager um but chris martin is 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 exactly what he is he's a professional he knows what it's about um and yeah i thought fair fair play to him the game seemed to be ignited then with uh with chants of god save the queen which uh which i always love to love to hear so just answer me this she is their queen as well though i mean they her son (laughs) the prince of wales Her son's the Prince of Wales, so is it? It's the English I mean, national anthem, though, isn't no, it? No, I, I get that, but you just—I just sort of always makes me laugh thinking. Yeah, oh, I, I suppose. I, yeah, it's not. I think it's because it's it's England, the England national anthem, and the yeah. Welsh national anthem is yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, it's not. It's not bread of heaven, is it? But <laughs> do you want to sing yeah. it for us? No, no. no okay, I'd moving sing on. Bread of heaven. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um. So that yeah, that did seem to ignite everyone for me yeah um things started started happening it was into the 41st minute i've got my next note and it was max o'leary out to zach viner 
to Jada Silva to Hanno Masengo. He spreads it across a diagonal ball across to Callum O'Dowda. And it's a nice cross um, to Martin, who heads it well on target and Flint clears off the line. I mean, if there was no Flint on the line, that's probably a goal, but um, it was a chance nonetheless. And Corey, it's that was real flowing football, that. Yeah, and we did that really well. And again, it starts from, from Vino again at, right, at the right side of the back three. And um, and a word on De Silva as well, because I think even last week I thought he was, I thought he was decent in in what was obviously a a tough day. But um, at right wing back as a left footer, it must be so difficult to play or on that in that position. So I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. And it and it was a good ball from Masengo and a good cross from Odauda. Um, who seems to play a lot, seems to be like a different player when he plays at home without a to, to away for some, for whatever reason. And, and like you said, I think if Flint wasn't there, it, it probably is. We go in at halftime 2 1 up. Yeah. Okay. Um, the halftime summary from Rob Game still feels on edge in the balance. Something big still to happen. Neither side really in any persistent rhythm. A couple of innocuous injuries for us, but despite Viner's poor showing last week, balance now looks better at the back. Bad goal to give away from seemingly nothing, but great to bounce back so quickly with a really well-executed finish from Martin. Let's hope we can kick on and roar them home, attacking the south stand in the second half. So uh, Nostradamus done quite well there. Um, <laughs> right, into the 52nd minute, Semenyo gets a chance to run at them. Vyman's run isn't great. Semenyo passes behind Martin, who feeds Jada Silva, and his shot is rushed high and wide. Matt, do you remember this one? So Semenyo's yeah, yeah. running through. I thought Vyman would have at least run a bit further to the right to give him to give him an opportunity. It, and then Semenya gets in two minds, passes to Martin, but behind him. Yeah. And then it sort of fizzles out into a Jada Silver effort, which you know isn't probably gonna I, go. I, <laughs> I just thought that again it was another example where it just didn't seem to be running for him. I th- I thought it was Semenyo was gonna go through. Then I thought, like you say, he was gonna play Vyman, then the ball he plays Martin wasn't great, and yeah, Jada Silver just fires it up into the south stand, which, you know, but nice to see the right wing back on the edge of the box like that. You know, that was, that was, that was good. And it was a good, good move again. And I think it was at that, that point where Semenya was really starting to worry him. Um, he did it a couple of times. I didn't think we, we were, we were saying about it at halftime. I didn't think we were getting the ball down, playing it down the channels for, for either Callum or for, for Antoine to kind of stretch him. Um, and it was all a little bit too easy for Cardiff, but then second half, Semenya just—I mean, I—I'll say it again, and I'll be proved right on this pod. But irrespective of the the fact he didn't score today, he will be centre forward, top draw. I think mm-hmm. he is showing today. He scared the life out of Aidan Flint today. Yeah, I—I I mean, last season he was our bright spark, wasn't he? For yeah. that sort of you know the last fifteen yeah. games where no one else seemed to be. Um and it was just the finishing and decision yeah. making that was letting and, him down. And to, today the finishing, but today you've got to say other than oh, it was still there's one we'll talk about. I mean, he, he yeah. had he, he had two efforts. One right in you know, south stand that got blocked. It's going in all day long. The Don't one ruin the minutes. Most... Sorry, Come on, yeah. spoiler Sorry. alert. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Uh... <laughs> but I love him. I love him. I, I think Antoine Semenyo is if we can keep him. What a player we got on our hands because he will only get better. But keep him playing down the middle. Don't get, talk about switching him wide. Yeah, Corey. At this point, and we're in the fifty-second minute. How did you see the formation? Because it seemed to me, seemed to me that it was sort of um, Callas and Pring at the back with Viner pushes on a little bit. It was almost going 
go into sort of four four two really. Yeah, I think Viner was kind of well a bit of a strange one really because you would have thought out of the three centre halves it would have been Pring that was told to push forward given that he's mm. more of a uh, more of a left back, but it did seem that Viner was given that license to push on. I don't know if that was something that they pointed out about Cardiff's wing backs possibly dropping a bit deeper, which gave Viner that option to go a bit further forward. And it seemed that the front three, in, well, uh, the front two and Viner seemed to play a little bit closer. Yeah. In the second half, which was definitely helped us. Yeah, it was quite. It was quite. It seemed quite fluid, Matt. The formation. Yeah, very much so. Um, and Vyman's always going to give you that anyway. But I thought those those in particular. But again, Callum O'Dowda was was bombing forward and really getting involved in it. And it it didn't quite happen for Callum today. But there were a number of times where he forced corners and and it was yeah. I agree with Corey. A much better performance from him. But like I say, you know, Jada Silva, Alex Scott was getting on the ball, and again another one. You think, Jesus, what a player this kid's going to be. Um, so yeah, it, it opened up, and I thought we were. Lo- I, I really was really really enjoying the game. Thought we were playing some good stuff. Is that your dog, Matt? It is, mate. Sorry. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, don't <laughs> two, you know we're on a of, podcast? Two of them. Yeah. And they're both right. boys. Fifty. Uh, doesn't he know we're on a podcast? Um, <laughs> right. Fifty fourth minute. Now, Matt, I, I out of the two of us, you're you're the shouter amongst us on the terraces. Very much so. Yep. But um, I got very frustrated and and I did shout very, very loud. Right. Uh, Martin, he, he tries a first-time ball to Semenyo, a lovely yep. little flick inside, fast pace, which I love. It goes out for a throw-in and Martin has an opportunity to take the throw-in really quick down yep. the line to Weinman and he doesn't. And that really annoyed me. What, did you pick on that, either of you? I, I don't yep. know if I Corey, did, right, Matt. Just, yeah, Corey yeah. did. There we go. Go on, Corey. Back yeah, up. yeah, I definitely picked up on that. Yeah, and it, it seemed to be a couple of times that that happened for for whatever reason. And I don't know if that's possibly because it was kind of just inside our half. I don't know if we were looking to see if we could go a bit longer because that we, that seems to be a weapon that we're trying to use, which probably wasn't the best day yeah, to use. Vyman was Cardiff. off. Vyman was yeah. gone, and and yeah. Martin, I'm sure, can throw that far. It wasn't that far, really. Yeah, you'd like, but, to, you'd like um, to think so. Yeah. Yeah, I berated him at that point, but um, yeah, I calmed down after that. Right, not everyone's got your um, your quick brain patch. And I know, for it, <laughs> I, you know I, mean? I know, I know exactly, exactly. Yeah. This, this is part of the problem. Yeah. Um, right into the 60th minute, Semenyo strike after Pack manages to clear. It was hard and low, but at the keeper. But what pace, Corey? He got on that shot. Yeah, and it was it was another one that I think he caused him so much so much problems and we well we did especially second half as you said when we when we started getting trying to get in behind them a little bit more which is what you have to do against Cardiff especially when when we've got the pace of, of Voiman and Semenya going forward um it, it's so important that you get in behind them because they are a big side and like you said he, he, they were causing especially Flint and Nelson as well so many problems getting in behind them and mm. and that that is what the difference was in the end in the second half and like you said uh, uh, a bit earlier on, we we did have a lot of chances to p- kind of put the put the game to bed, but um, we didn't do anything that uh, that easily. No. Yeah, Matt, over on the touchline, the Dolman. Just after that, there was um, a great tough tackle from Campering, almost almost Nathan Baker esque, and that's yeah. great to see, isn't it? We talked about it yesterday, didn't we? With with what we were missing with Nathan, and and Cam's got that in his game. Um, you know, I, I thought a couple of times. He seemed to be in two minds when he was going forward with the ball in the first half. Made made a great run, but then 
either didn't get the run and then got caught out. And, and again, he will learn it that, but it's a new position for him. But yeah, he, he gives 100%. He's, he's, a, he's a quality footballer, I think, Campery. I'm not sure at what point he got booked, but he did get booked, didn't he? And then pulled, there was a, pulled, pulled a player back, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, pulled a player through, back. Yeah. And then towards yeah. the end, there was um, a tackle down the corner. And I thought, yeah. oh, that could be. Yeah. Uh... But there we go. Yeah. Um, 62nd minute, and it's a goal for Chris Martin. I, and I put here, who looks rejuvenated of late with a great finish. Neat interplay with Semenyo. And the the finish, again, it's, 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 he's not, well, he's one-on-one with the goalkeeper. Um, and how many times over the years have we seen players squander those sorts of opportunities? But his eye was right in today. It, it, it's one of those where it's really easy to drag the shot, to, to slice at it, and you know. But um, as you, you quite rightly said, the interplay with him in, in Antoine just, I mean, he, he made their centre-backs look ridiculous, didn't it? Um, and then he stri- strode forward with it, and... I didn't think it was going anywhere else. As, as mm. soon as he was on it, I mean, he, he it left foot and it was, I mean, it wasn't right in the corner, but it beat the keeper all in up for pace. Um, and go back to, again, Biggs' point, quality finishes. That that was the, the strike of a, a Premier League quality finisher. You know, it really was. I was watching, uh, I was in the ground about half an hour earlier today um, and was watching them train. And Chris Martin was pinging them in yeah. consistently in the yeah. same spot every time gave um the i think it was wells richards who was in goal for the training exercise absolutely yeah. no chance yeah you could tell you could tell his eye was right in um 71st minute scott to vyman to semenyo and it's a bullet shot this time uh well this time they, they've all been bullet shots but it's blocked by flint Corey, on this occasion again really good kind of intricate play and and again we we seem to we seem to be getting there uh, under Pearson I think I even kind of ignoring last week's uh, result which anomaly I'm looking as we speak and they've gone 3-2 up away at Stoke Bobby Reed scoring so what's the minute it's, a, it's another three goals 85th minute all uh, right okay well they've probably got to um, get a couple more <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yeah. but yeah, I do think I do think we are are starting to get there. When I look at some of the players, especially going forward, um, I think we're, we're still uh, well. We conceded two again today, but mm. we're still not great at the back. But we are we're looking really good going forward. And I think after the last couple of seasons, that's exactly what we we've kind of been missing at the, the tail end of Johnson's um, era. And then obviously we started well under Holden, but but that collapsed quite quickly. Um, and I think we're. Bristol City is very much a club where that's the kind of stuff we want to see. I think we'd rather be winning three two every week because that that's the kind of stuff that we've we've been used to. So yeah, I think again with we we were playing some really nice stuff and we have been for for quite a while now. Yeah, Matt Pring, Pring comes forward, breaks inside and tackled. Um, this is over in the sort of section eighty two area but he still manages to retain the ball and the cross then comes in. I'm not sure if it was Pring or it might have been Odaida, but the cross comes in and Vyman's header is on target, but not quite strong enough. No, it's a comfortable save for the keeper, but again, another good move. Um, and, you know, good good to see Vyman running into that space and get, getting a header on it. So, yeah, no, it was, it was a good move. Shortly after that, 74th minute, Pring bursts forward again. Lovely ball to Semenyo. It was perfectly weighted. And Semenyo goes a touch wide at this point. He's coming on the, down on the right-hand side. And his foot hits the 
Are we going to call it the upright where the crossbar meets the post? I can't remember what, what you want to call it's, it. It's foot or it's shot? It's shot. <laughs> I was going to say crossbar. <laughs> I've missed that one. That was um, when he did it, one of his celebrations. The, the stanchion, yeah. Stanchion. Um, Is the stanchion the bit that holds a net up I, at the back? I, I think it's in the middle, right, the stanchion. Yeah, yeah. okay, right. I don't right. know what you call the... Hits the yeah, stanchion, so that's, the outside that's the, of the one post. where he's, he's, he's broke from the right-hand side and yeah. driven. And again... Power and pace on the shot was but, but awesome. But for me, when you've got a left foot like he's got... Bend it in. Why, but why would you not open your body out where then the whole of the goal is? And, and and I mean, I I haven't seen it. A mate of mine phoned me on the way back saying that... Um, he should have gone some, across some, the keeper. Some fans are saying right that's why menu's never going to be good enough because he does... And you're like, oh, fellas, <laughs> do, wob, wobble your head a little bit because everything else he did, that will come... And hopefully the likes of, and, and in fact I did see Chrissy Martin speaking to him afterwards, just about a bit of composure and and, but when you can strike a ball like that, mm. it's quite difficult, isn't it, not to want to smash the the leather off the ball? Does it still make yeah. them of leather? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Synthetic. but yeah, he, he should. I mean, he, let, let's be honest, he should have put it to bed. That that it should have at least been on target. Is you know made the keeper make a save, isn't it? Yeah, makes up makes up for it shortly after Corey. Um, it was great battling from Semenyo. He feeds Andy Vyman, who finishes again really well. And I I thought when we got that third one, you know, Andy Vyman only scores in twos and threes, so I was expecting another one. But what a good finish again! Three great finishes going back to the very start of the podcast. Um, and at that point, you say right, see out the game. But just your words on that goal. Yeah, I mean, like you say, another such a good fit. He's such a good finisher, Boyman, uh, and and again, I think even looking back to last season, I think we probably we're probably looking at a different new position if he if he was there. But it's a great finish, and the the celebrations and stuff from where obviously being sat up in the press box is unbelievable to see, mm. especially with how packed it was and and, and stuff like that. But again, Semenu was causing so many problems, and Cardiff were. were ridiculously open at the back. I don't know. I don't know what was happening with them, but they were so open at the back. But we'll take it. And it was. It was mm. again like the Martin one. The Martin one, like you said, wasn't really one on one. That was. That was like he took that quite early on the edge of the box, and it was similar yeah. with with Weidman. None, none of them were easy finishes. So yeah, really, really good finish again. But your your, your point, Patch, about Semenyo, the the battling. Yeah, I don't win, think that was Flint ball. on that occasion, was it? It was, no, a, I think it was, it was someone the, else. It might but, have been Nelson. I don't know, but but yeah. he was all, he was all over them, wasn't he? He was like yeah. backing in and yeah. always looked favourite to win the ball. It, it was funny. He won that one, and then there was one um, a few moments later against Flint. Um, where actually Flint came out on top, but I felt sure Semenya was then going to win it. And you sort of, and that, that's what I'm saying. He's a, a guy, um, as I was walking out, Derek said, um, power and pace, power and pace. And, and that is what he brings for us down the middle. Um, and nobody, nobody likes to play against it, do they? So, and, and we've been saying we want power and pace for yep. years. But it, the, the changes now, we talked about it last week. If you've got to make, we get one transfer. I don't think we're looking at it as a centre forward now as the transfer no. that we would want to make. And that's because of Semenya. No other reason for me. And remember when we had John Lansdowne on a few months back and we said about a striker, because um, he asked us at the end, didn't he? He said, if you, got, if you got to pick one position, what would it be? And we said a striker. And he said about Semenya coming in. Yeah. Corey? Yeah, I think it's probably the first January in years that we haven't needed a striker in wires we we need to be definitely looking elsewhere because obviously we didn't it's not quite worked out with Wells 
who it was the one that we we did end up bringing in. But it, like you say, we we definitely need to be looking elsewhere. I think bringing in a number nine is the, the last of our problems. Because I'm really excited about Tom Tommy Conway as well getting an opportunity. Yeah. Not yeah. only because he came on the podcast early doors, but <laughs> uh, my shirts. And not because of your shirts. Oh, right. I, I've seen enough from him to know that there's a great finisher in there and someone who's going to cause defences problems. N- so, and N- um, Nigel Pearson clearly rates him as well. And and yeah. I think second to Rob Atkinson, he's the quickest at the club patch. Yeah, second <laughs> second only. Uh, okay. 82nd minute, De Silva seemingly firmly on the bus now, Matt, as he makes a block and Pearson is literally on the pitch, patting him on the back. Yeah. Pick up on that? Yeah, it did, and and it was a, it was a vital block as well because I felt it three one. It still wasn't game over, and, and we were saying, you know, we need a fourth to make sure. Um, and then they just started to get a little bit into it, and and it was yeah, a really good challenge. And, and like Corey said, it was you you've got to be careful because um, we know what Jay De Silva is, and he's he's a player who isn't naturally right footed and is doing a job for us. Because of that, the performance was a, a decent performance. So we're not going to go over the top with it. But you've also got to recognise the fact that he's he's not naturally going to play there. And that tackle was quality. Quality. Oh, is that Thatcher's with Chris Martin? Just, no, I'm just going <laughs> to say um, Tiny Rebel tr- Club Tropica. Okay. Oh, nice. If yeah. they're listening, I'm happy to take some free ones. Excellent. <sighs> Love to drop that. Right. Okay. Into the 83rd minute. Twice in two minutes, Callum O'Dowder's got past his man on the left. Um, seems much more in the game in the in the latter stages and a couple of times got crosses in a couple of times got corners and one in the 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 clock down but um yeah we've been critical of Callum in the in the last few weeks and like in the first half you know there wasn't a lot to talk about but second half I thought he was bombing on really well Matt it's a, a game, keep talking about it. It's it's a big period for Callum. Um he's become the real Marmite player of the of the club for a lot of fans. You know, we've openly talked on the pod, I we, we you know, we, we like him, but he has been poor the last few weeks. Um I agree with Corey that there's a difference with him playing it at home, but I didn't think he's been great the last few games at home. But I thought today it was a much more um professional performance from him. He he did his job today. Um, and like I said, there were two or three times where he got forward. There was one where he smashed an absolutely horrible cross across that no one was going to get on the end of. And you're like, I don't, I don't even know what you're yeah. trying there. He it's worked like... into a really nice position, yeah. didn't he? And you yeah. think yeah. what you've got to do is hang the ball up. Exactly. And he yeah. sort of trying to hit the where, corner where, flag. Whether it bobbled and he was trying to smash it on the ground, or, or I mean, probably not because it was so high up. I mean, you nearly, you nearly caught it in the face in the landscape. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a much, much better performance from Callum today. Now the ninetieth minute the is is when it goes to three two and I, I all I've got written down is three two so can any, anyone remember quite what happened with that goal? Any offers? It was a ball from the right, wasn't it? And and so I have to it, say from from where I am in the south stand, I don't think Max covers himself in glory with this one. No, um, it yeah, was Wintle Wint, to Watters. Yeah, yeah. From and, and again, it's it's very difficult to see from the safe stand. But looking at it, and I'll really, I'll, I will look forward to watching it later on. Um, I, I <laughs> the near Dan, post, wasn't it? Right in the near post. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So the, his right hand side, wasn't it? But I, I'm, I think Dan Bentley saves that. Um, okay, interesting. And I'm a, I'm a little bit. I, I love Max's distribution, and he's it's a, two or three times a day he pinged the ball on the. I mean, there's one ball that he played to. Well, he was a centre-back, wasn't he, of course, until Chrissy he was 14? Martin. Yeah, 
to Chrissy Martin was lovely. I don't, I don't think at the moment I'm not seeing him make the saves that Dan Bentley was making that kept us in games. And there's that balance with it. But I thought that goal was, yeah, I, I think he'd be disappointed with that. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, and I do think I'm a big fan of Max, and I, and I do think there's not a huge difference between him and him and Bentley. But, um, but Bentley's obviously got that. He can pull a save out of nothing. But I do think Max does make me probably feel a little safer, maybe because because Bentley does definitely have that. Um, he does have that tendency to to make a mistake every now and then. But um, he was definitely unlucky to lose his place in the first place, Bentley. To be fair, but yeah, I don't think I don't think Max did paint himself in 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 glory today uh, with that. Well, with that one, yeah, with um, that one especially yeah. he probably should have saved it. But you are right; his his distribution is is vital, especially when we've got the likes of Vyman and, and Semenyo. And we do look really good on the break as well. So it could be that is the reason why he's in the team. We've it's said it for one. the last two seasons, Matt, haven't we, that we've got two number ones. Yeah, we have. And, and I was going to say, you, you, I mean, you, you've you've said that quite often. Um, it's, it's just funny. Bence was kind of our player of the year last year, I think. And as without a shadow of a doubt, his saves kept us in the division last season. Um I, I do think he's been a little bit off this season. So Max and Max has in, got I, better. Max yeah, has probably Max, got better. Max coming in, I understood. And the way we want to play, I think Max keeps his place. But yeah, that, that goal, I think he'd be disappointed. I do think maybe the financial um, kind of situation we're in plays a, a small part in it. I think maybe he looks at, that uh, person looks at Bentley as, as an asset that we could pro- possibly sell on. And like you say, with, with O'Leary being, you know, at least near his level at the age he's at uh, already, possibly that is the way that we're, we're looking to go. We've discussed that last, and I said last week, what's it doing to the stock of Dan Bentley that he's not playing at the moment and not keeping any level of form? Well, it's reducing his value, isn't it? Without a yeah. shadow of a doubt. Yeah. So, yeah. so if it is and, for and that reason. going to be upsetting him as well. But again, he's professional. He's got to know that you, you've got, everyone's got to do, their job and keep the shirt and, and Max is doing that at the moment. Yeah. 91st minute, Andy Vyman uh, concedes a throw in just near the touchline by Nigel Pearson. He boots the ball and it comes literally just past my head. I don't reach up and grab it. However, it goes into the little area next to me and I shout, throw it, throw it backwards. <laughs> oh, so, so that was you that so yeah i was yeah. i was um responsible for a bit of time wasting indirectly today but which worked it, is, which saved us 20 seconds is, at least is it is it time wasting or does the ref then have a reason to look no, to add no. more on that's no, always al- my take on that he's already so, put up three minutes and yeah, we're into four, the first it minute four, it was four minutes well but, four minutes whatever um, yeah no i'm not with you on that patrick i think that's the wrong call Corey, please can you step in and, and give your view yeah Corey would have done it patch um, I'm not really sure how it works, to be honest, because that is always <laughs> that's <laughs> that's always my first thought. Is it when we kick the ball away, does that add more time on, or does yeah. that that help us? I'm not I'm not yeah. too sure. Well, but... I'm I'm taking a credit regardless yeah. of what either of you think. Right, yeah. moving on. Um, <laughs> what do you think about the 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 lack of third substitution during this time? Talking of time wasting, strange one, really. Um, oh, you're on this but... side now. No, no, but it was a strange one because I think that is then where the, the time wasting comes into it. Um, there was a little bit, I mean, I, I said it when um, King went off with 60 minutes. If Williams is on the bench, I don't I don't get it. If he's, if he's played enough time, mm. yes, you've got a managing back, but I felt that 
he would come in. Now, I'm not saying I would have made Williams. The, uh, there's no point making the sublet on. No. But Naki Wells could have come on. Tommy for yeah, or Tommy could have. Uh, Tommy's probably the better one. Could have come on, give Chris Martin a bit of a stand innovation. But again, you've got the physicality. So probably today was one of the ones where I kind of was. No, all right, I'll I'll, I'll take that today. No, you, you've got and do you remember? Right. Do you remember at Peterborough when um, Curtis Fleming was in charge, and mm. I think it was Downing. It was Downing and Simpson both yeah. raced down to say make a sub, didn't they? And he was like, nah, having yeah. none of it. Downing and um, Simpson raced down yeah. and Curtis Fleming just said, no, no, yeah. we're fine. Sit yeah. down, I'm in charge. It was like those exact words. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe there was an element of of that from Pearson. Possibly. I mean, I don't, what, what do we have? Wells, Conway, um, I don't even know who, who else was on there, but it's almost, yeah, what change do you make? But you're right, it would have been tactically for it. Um but yeah, I mean, we saw the game, didn't we? Wells, Benarus. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Conway and Williams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Conway probably would have been the one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So there's one more chance to come, and it's 93rd minute now, and Semenyo's through, oh. and he bl- blasts it again, and it hits the post and almost snaps the post in half. It's it still bounces. wobbling. It's still wobbling. Yeah, yeah. it bounces off, and Vyman just can't quite get on the end of that one, Corey. Yeah, I felt so sorry for for Ranswan because I did think he he definitely deserved a goal again today. But he's getting there, and and yeah. possibly like you say, he possibly needs that little bit of composure because even when you look at his goals last week, they were both kind of hard hit. And the second one maybe a bit harsh because the second one was a great finish last week. But he does possibly need a little bit more composure because he does seem to snatch at chances and and just and just smash them. So that's possible. That's probably the one bit of his game that he needs to work on. And and if he does work on it, I don't think we're going to have him for very long. So. No, yeah. one, one we've definitely got to be looking at tying down, haven't we? But I mean, I, I thought you only had to look at his reaction. Um, I mean, his head wet in his hands. And there was a bit of me as it struck, struck the post and, and because Cardiff had been attacking, if it does go into the middle of the goal, Vyman's got to tap him. But I was also thinking, oh, Han Noah, come on, you've got to roll it in the net. But, yeah. <laughs> no, he's got to have a better goal than that for his just, first just goal. Wide, it? Yeah, um, there was a chance, I don't know if it was before or after this, where... Flint's lining up a free kick and we've not sorry Flint Pack Pack's Pack, yeah. lining up a free kick um with someone else and I yeah. just thought here we go this is really, this is yeah, the moment yeah. written in I the don't stars. think you were the only one yeah yeah but uh nothing came of that and then we we held the ball up really well in the corner yeah um and and Vyman was kicking right off at the ref at the end and I don't think he had a case <laughs> to be honest I thought it was definitely the right decision yeah 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 um but there we go anyway three two win all clapped off. Great atmosphere at the end. There was a reciprocation of applause from Flint and Pack as well. More Definitely. so Pack. Pack, More so Pack, Pack. Pack went around the ground doing it. So, yeah. 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 And, but, but, and yeah. Flint did when he came off um, yeah. down the tunnel. He, he did, um, you know, re- yeah. reply with a round of applause. And Nigel Pearson as well was on the pitch clapping the fans, which... Was he, I did, I, I, again, I don't know if it's because I was celebrating the win with the people around me, but I yeah, didn't I'm, I'm but looking, yeah, was... I'm looking out for that. Yeah, go on, go on, Corey. Yeah, he did. I did notice today that he especially made a made more of an effort um, that, than normal. Um, he does normally, to be fair, step out. He doesn't step out in front of the whole stadium, but he does normally yeah. give it a bit of a clap at least. But I, one thing I just I did see him kind of well sums up the atmosphere really. He just kind of at the end of the game he was clapping. He just kind of went wow. Yeah, so I think he's he's started. I I think actually since we still since we got that first win at home, 
our home form's actually been decent. And yeah, and I do think a large part of that is down to the fans. I think we've been really, really good this season. Yeah. Well, and yeah. and Pearson, you've seen him on the touchline, drumbeat yeah. of the yeah. players, letting them know what he thinks. But please, please, please. The fans have been brilliant, but please, please, please. If it's kids, whatever it is, but the idiots in section eighty two, the Collins shouldn't have gone over celebrating there. But don't yeah. be chucking bottles on there because all you're going to do is get the club in trouble. And I just, yeah. but actually, not only that, if you get seen on CCTV, you're going to lose your season ticket for what? Chucking half a bottle of Diet Coke on the pitch. Yeah. Come, come on, lads and lasses. There's just no it need. It costs a lot of money, Ash, and get as well, Diet yeah. Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but on that, Matt, you you didn't used to get the top of the, the Coke no, in you the never. olden days. Yeah, no, you never. And I'm surprised, actually. And that was, that was always the reason why they didn't yeah. allow that. Um, so yeah, That's and, quite and an easy change to make, isn't it? I, I also said because I don't know if you noticed, but the ref picked up the four bottles and then ran from section eighty-two corner to yeah. the touchline. It was like, oh come on, ref, just chuck them on the sideline. But apparently, that is the rule. Anything right. thrown onto the pitch, he has to take to the fourth official. So the fourth official makes a note of it or what, I guess. But yeah, there's just there's just no need, lads. Yeah. And well, let's, let's not end with with that. No, we'll no, no, say, no. Three, two, we won. Get in. <laughs> three, two, we won. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt, let's go on to the ratings then. Okay, yeah. Um, so Max, um, I didn't think he had a huge amount to do. There were, like I said, there was no, there were no saves that he made today where I was like, yeah, quality that, mate. You know, I thought he did what he had to do. His distribution was good, so it's a six. For me, question mark, but I'm not going to score him down on that because I've not seen it back. It might be being unfair, so yeah. Um, Thomas Callas, I thought, was imperious. Um, Ooh, lovely word. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm I'm debating, and and we'll we'll talk it over. But from a man of the match point of view, Callas was very close for me. I thought I thought it was yeah. a really strong performance. So I've gone eight for him. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought he just he won it. I don't think he missed a header. I don't think he missed a header. Um, and yeah. Um, again, when when you see him going, him ampering, going one on one in a foot race with a with a striker, you think, yeah, we're going to win this, we're yeah. going to get this. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, Campering, um, again, really good performance from Cam. I've gone seven for him. I thought it was a a performance full of 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 that physicality that we know he's got. But I thought a couple of times he got us out of trouble with the way that he positioned and the way he brought the ball forward was was very good as well. But can I um, challenge? Can I challenge can, you for yeah, an eight yeah, yeah. on that? Um, I, I can. I don't. I don't think he was at the level of Callas today. Okay. Um, so I'll give Corey the option. But yeah, but, I thought I thought it was a very good performance, and I think he was a few people's man of the matches from looking at our WhatsApp group. Yeah. If I if I if I give my reasons, I think there were some really important blocks. There was setting the tone a couple of times with some with some impact challenges. I, I'd like to call them. Yeah. Uh, he came forward as well, so he was. He but was, did lose it. A couple of times going forward and you put us into a bit of a yeah. dodgy shape but yeah um so. and it's his birthday Corey, over to you <laughs> good shape yeah. yeah i think i'd give him an eight i'd give him an eight i, I think eight, i think eight, like eight you said he was <laughs> i think yeah i think he was very good again and he has been yeah. consistently and i think there was a lot of kind of talk about the silver not being in the team and stuff but at the end of the day i don't think brings put a foot wrong so yeah. okay. he kept his place Enough quite well that. Eight, yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to score Atkinson because he came off too early. Really, sixteen minutes. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll score Zach. Um, well, Zach, what am I going to give? It's definitely a six. Do I go as much as a seven? 
I think I probably do because of the fact he's had a quite a raw time of late and been at fault for you know a, a number of things. Um, just did his was, job was, today, didn't he? It, didn't, wasn't exposed it was, it, anywhere. It, it was improved so much today. And like I said, I thought it was a more aggressive performance. And one moment, as I said, the second half where it, it was a foul, the bloke put hands on him, but he, he has to recognise that at this level, strikers are going to do that. So he's got to be a bit ready for that and stronger. But played a couple of really nice balls at the line. Like Corey says, a lot of the time he's setting the tempo for that forward attack. I think he's a better player on the ball than perhaps he even gives himself credit for. So sometimes he turns yeah. back and gives the ball back when I think he's got an option to go forward with it. But yeah, I've gone I've gone seven for Zach. Um, Andy King, and I'm just doing it because of the, the order I've got. So I, I'll, I'll go the other side. Who was it? Alex Scott started off as right wing back, didn't he? Mm. Um, Alex Scott, I'm going eight. I thought Alex Scott, again, when he when he was playing right wing back, I thought he was excellent. I thought he... he, he Made a number of really good blocks, but also played a number of good balls at the line, got forward. But when he went into midfield, I thought, he, again, his composure, if, if we keep talking about it, or I keep talking about it, he is a young lad. But when he gets, when he, like you look at Hanno, how much he developed over the summer. If Alex Scott can just add that little bit of physicality and weight to his body, he's a young man growing, then I mm. think, you know, he's, he's quality. See, I've gone, I've gone eight for Alex. Um, Andy King, I've gone five, um, and I've gone five. He was on for half an hour. Um, I didn't think he did very much today, and, and I said that a couple of weeks back, but but accepted the fact that he allowed other players to do it. I didn't think Andy King did, did anything today at all. Because um, because um, the first 30 minutes was a little bit almost forgettable, mm. really. I... I um... And I think that's more or less when he came off, wasn't it? Came off twenty-eight minutes, yeah. Twenty-eight yeah. minutes, yeah. So I guess as a midfielder, are you are you winning the ball and breaking play up, or are you creating something? And I didn't see him doing too much of either yeah, today. I, 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 um, I can't re recollect, but there was definitely a few interceptions and a, and the ball was yeah. played through him a few times. But you know, we don't usually rate yeah. people unless they're no, I guess the same five minutes. same way. So yeah, we we won't then. So we'll we'll rate Jay instead from that point of view because I didn't I didn't yeah. rate Atkinson. So yeah, Jay De Silva. Um, I'm going to go six. Like I said, I'm not I'm not going to go over the top with it, but I thought it was a composed um, game from Jay. Sides are always going to target him when he's at the back for his height, and the, and they are. Um, I didn't expect at one point Thomas Callas in the second half it, a raking 30-yard mm. crossfield ball <laughs> to Jay De Silva. And you're like, Christ almighty, Jay's not going to win that. But as it was, I think we got to throw in. But I thought it was, uh, Corey said it, I thought it was decent from Jay. Um, and he was decent. more advanced today, wasn't he? Yeah, Much he was. More he was. But, but decent for me is he's doing his job. You know, it's what I would expect from him. So, yeah. Um, Hanoa, I've gone seven. I thought Hanoa made the mistake. So that probably knocks a mark for him. But also then was was right front foot ratting around a number of times he won the ball back and then set it off for um, for Antoine so yeah decent sorry um, what was the score for that so uh -huh. seven seven yeah um, I've gone um, seven for Callum as well and I'll admit to saying there's an element of because he's he's had a few low scores but I think he's been very below par. Possibly you could say today he did his job, but actually I thought he did more than that. I did think that he was getting forward. Um, so, yeah, I, I've gone seven, but I wouldn't argue against a six. Your, your shape, really.
I'm somewhere in the middle. Corey? Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. So we're going six or seven. Seven? Corey? Let's be generous. Yeah, give him a seven. Yeah, let's go seven then. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Andy Vyman, I'll go seven. I Andy thought, again, Vyman. he's running. But then actually, no, let's go six for Callum. So it's an, it's what we expect from Callum. It's an improved performance. Let's go six because Andy Vyman was better than Callum today and Andy Vyman's a seven. Yeah. Um, good. It was a good goal. Um, I, I think it's possibly the only chance he had the header as well, um, which was also on target. Um, I thought his his work rate today again, but you know you're always going to get that from him. Um, I I, th- yeah. I was as I said at the very start, I was a bit frustrated with how easy he was going down. Um, particularly, you know that because f- he wasn't that even first in, challenge, wasn't it? Yeah, he wasn't even in the box. I don't think. Yeah. Well, obviously, we haven't watched this back. Yeah, but. But to go down under that challenge when you yeah. could have got a shot away or even got in you the box, you kind of wonder whether he felt the touch. Does he then think this is a red card? If he if he gives the free kick or the pen is a red yeah. card, like you said, Patch, I'd be looking at. I'm, I'm through on goal here. I'm going to finish it. So yeah, so I've gone. I've gone seven. Yeah. Um, Antoine, I've gone eight. Um, had he scored today, we'd be talking about a nine again because I just thought it was a really strong presence from him. Um, yeah, because he didn't he really just, get on the ball that much in the first half. First half, he? not at all. But second half, it was his half, wasn't it? And, I, and, and actually, at 2-1, we had a, a corner and, and Antoine, might, was it 2-1? Might have been 3-1. Um, but he went behind the goal to slow the ball down a little bit and he picked the ball up and he was having a little engagement with a couple of the fans. And I shouted out to him, like, keep going, Antoine, this is your game. Because I really felt it was... And actually, those two chances you? he had, I think I think he did. I think he he recognised it, and that g'd him up for the two chances he had. But but both of those shots he had, the one that got blocked was definitely going in. The one that hits the post, we'd be talking about a nine. But I thought it was a really quality performance from him. And then Chrissy Martin, I, I've got a and, and this is unusual. I've got to go a nine for him because, yep. And I'm saying that as it almost sounds a bit negative, or you know, I don't really want to, but. It was two top, top draw finishes and a, and a really, really strong performance from him. He looked energised. He looked, like you've said, he looked full of energy. He didn't look the tired player that he was. Um, and I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a really, really good performance from him. And those two goals, he's, he's the match winner, isn't he? But, yeah, he's my man of the match. With, is he without, good? With, probably without the goals as yeah. well. I just liked how he, how he went about it today. Yeah. And the yeah. goals were just, you know, cements that nine for me. Yeah. Corey? attitude as well wasn't it yeah. yeah 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 no I'd go I'd agree I think like you said I think we played the ball into his feet a lot more today rather than just smashing it at his head like we do normally because he's actually not the biggest when you yeah. look at him he's no. in terms of height height yeah. so he's not he's not someone like Famara who could, who could hit in in the air so if we do play it into his feet I think he he manages to to keep it and it does seem yeah. to stick to him so we've got to play to his strengths yeah and Nigel Pearson um Gotta be one it's of got, his, it's, one it's of got, his highest. It's, it's gotta be a seven. Um your three two What's and, the highest and, score we've given in this season on uh, your I'll have a look as on talking, your spreadsheet. I'll have, I'll have a look. Because um, because he made a big call today, um yeah, bringing Chris Martin back. And obviously that was because of you know having yeah. that aerial presence with Flint, etc. Made a couple because it, it 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 probably would have been easy. And sorry, I'm probably fading a little bit because I've moved away. It probably would have been easy to bring Williams on when King went off, and he made mm. the corner yeah. to, to to play the silver. So yeah. he got he got Quick. an eight. He got an eight for Reading away. He got a nine for Cardiff away. Okay. Um. So what are you saying for this? 
I was going seven, but do I, I'll probably go eight because it was as good a performance as the yeah, Reading two, away, two, I think. Yeah. Two early changes to have to make to yeah. adapt the team and get the messages yeah. out there. Um, it's a three-two. It's a, a three-two home win to Cardiff. You, I know you said it should have been four or five. Yeah. Um, and for me, the animation, the pattern on the back of Jay Jay uh, Jay De Silva, the clap into the crowd at the end, it was spot on for me. Yeah, let's go eight. Let's go okay. eight. Brilliant. So, what was the what was the average today, Matt? Hang on. So I'm looking at. So we're not scoring Kingy. I just got to type him in now. Um, I'll read out some. I'll read out some tweets, and you yeah, can on, come mate. back yeah, to yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, so we had quite a few tweets today. Um, so Rocket Francis, let's start to accept that Nigel knows what he's doing now, especially in the context of taking a third off the wage bill when we're already in free fall. Look at how our young players are progressing under him. The ones that want to be here, at least, um, and we are lucky to have him. Come on, you Reds. Uh, Johnny P was really worried after the two injuries in the first half left us looking weak, but we actually tore Cardiff apart in the second half. Scoreline flattered Cardiff, as it should have been a much bigger margin of win. How good are all the all of our youngsters' mind? Wow, uh, George, what a game! Battled for the whole game, showed energy and. A response from last week. Chris Martin, unplayable today. Fair play to him. P.S. Cardiff get battered everywhere they go. Uh, Jack, uh, start of the season, most of us said Hando Masengo was our best player on the pitch, but other players are starting to shine. Vyman, Semenyo, Scott, Pring, to name but a few. Still a long way to go, but Nigel Pearson starting to build a team showing consistent performances. Fair play to Martin too. Craig Feltham, Great finishing from Martin and Vyman. Antoine looked very powerful and full of confidence. Shame his late shot hit the post. Our sponsors, Nexus Group, Paul Archer. What a performance from Chrissy Martin. Get in. Josh Bryan, great team performances. Seems like we are going in the right direction. Just need to replace a couple more and think we'll be fine. Alistair Watt, strong, strong team performance, especially second half against the poor Cardiff side. Flint couldn't handle Semenyo's pace and power. And could have won more comfortably. Ellie, Louise Jones, few, but why can we never see out games comfortably? <laughs> Small moan. Um, and uh, Patricia Jane Mowat said, not good for the nerves or goal difference. And Colin Sutton Sutts just said, just this. And it's uh, Joe Williams walking down the touchline. <laughs> go. Singing, yeah. singing that, which is fantastic. <laughs> and there was a great. Um, Little uh, message on the Twitter from Chris Martin as well, who was necking a can of Thatcher's gold. Um, Matt, I've got one more tweet. I think it's from Dean Allen here. Um, an enjoyable and full-blooded seven-side derby at Ashton Gate, despite the early injuries. A good team display for Bristol City against a poor Cardiff side. Watched the game with my daughter here in a very hot Cape Town. Sat in um, his all-togethers, more or less there, Matt, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a bit bored of seeing Dean's, Dean's, her, Dean's hairy chest, if I'm honest with you, on Twitter, as nice as it is, Dino, but yeah. His daughter's um, right into the game. Oh, it's brilliant. She is absolutely, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is a, a, a red... Um, on the game. edge of her seat, yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, the average this week was 7.27. Wow, that um, is, that's and, well, and one of the highest, I think. On the, uh, the season average is 5.83. Niger's season average is 5.66. So very much, you know. Okay. Yeah. What does that do um, for our league position? Uh, looking at I the think, table. So looking at the table, we're 16th. 16th on 33 um, points. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the results... Um, Nine points off the playoffs. Boris beat Derby, which was a decent result for us. Barnsley lost, so they stay bottom. Um, Hull beat Bournemouth, so Hull are doing well. So, Matt, you... we're, we're 13 points off of the relegation zone now. Are you a little happier today? Definitely a little happier, yeah. <laughs> um, what are there? Is it Peterborough on 19, yeah? Yeah. No, um, 20. Are they 20, are they? Yeah, we're on 33. Peterborough on 20. Oh, right, okay. I've got them down as 19. Maybe they haven't updated that then. Okay. Um, Someone's lying. I was going to say, that's it. Where's that? Is that? That's on Sky, Sky Sports. Sp- no, I'm, look, I'm looking at the Sky Sports side. I've got Peterborough on 19, played 25 games. How weird. Peterborough on 20. Cardiff 23, Reading 22. Okay. Well, let's not anyway, let's not okay. get bogged down in well, no, I don't. I, I don't want to. I don't want to fall out over it, Pat. Oh well, if you need <laughs> to. I'm, if as we're talking, to. I'm going to go on the BBC site and see what they've got. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, let's. But, let, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's park that there. Obviously, big yeah. game again. Always big games. Tuesday away at Luton. Matt, are you going yeah. to that one? I am going to that one, Patrick. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So I, I'm hoping that one will be on Sky Sports slash Red Button. But um, yeah. So am I. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Right, Corey, you have come on the podcast to give your thoughts on today's game and to talk to us about your book. So, first of all, how did the idea come about, and uh, what's the uh, what's the idea? Yeah, so I uh, again through college, really, we were given a kind of clean canvas to go from, and we can we could essentially do whatever we want. So um, I went, I thought, what better way for me, especially if someone who's aspiring to go into the journalism kind of uh, field um, to write a book about such a good season like that. And we've got, we've got that luckily enough, we've got that season that, that is quite easy that I'm finding, especially quite easy mm. to write about. And it's, and to be fair, it's probably at the moment gone a lot better than what, what I even could have uh, imagined in terms of the people that I've got involved. And, and I can't really thank, there's so many clubs and, and people that I, that I could thank. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's going well at the moment. So when are you aiming for in terms of a release date for this book? Yeah, so I originally said Christmas, and so that didn't go very well. Was that 2020? Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I'm looking for the end of the season, probably. I'm, I'm, I've, I'm about halfway through in terms of the writing. Um, right. So And that's only come from the past month or so that that's really started so i think i'm like sixteen thousand words down now wow okay. so, so how, are, yeah. how are you approaching this are you going at it game by game or is it more chapters based on certain you know parts of yeah, the game yeah i've or? gone down i've gone down the route of going chat chapter as a month so each chapter is is Brilliant. a month in the season and and i've got the various different players and some nice inside knowledge as well as fact, factual stuff and, and, and stuff like that. So I, th- I think I've got a good balance, really. Have you managed to get time with the man himself on the front page? I haven't yet. I'm working okay. on it. Well, we can we can track him down. I am working on it. He's difficult to get hold of. But he's often seen. He's often seen stomping along the harbour side uh, on um, is it Anchor Road that. Yeah, where he's it, in the Costa quite often. Well, there, the Costa's shut down. Know... That's the problem. Oh, is it? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he's. Um, I know. I've, I saw when he moved to Shrewsbury that he was openly talking about moving to that area because oh, he okay. believes that's a big thing. So whether that will be the case or not, I don't know whether he's moved or not. But yeah. send him the front cover; that yeah. that will help. So does it yeah, start? Does it start, Corey, from that season? Or does it start from the season before with his appointment? Is there? Do you touch on yeah. his appointment or anything? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I there is a. I've got a kind of introduction which starts there. So I say right, it okay. starts essentially at Sean O'Driscoll's second. And, yeah. and goes from there 
<laughs> I was doing my Sean O'Driscoll. No, it was more like this, man. That was it. It was the no, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you've you've um you want to get some fan opinion on this, and um I do. You do you want to just take over the podcast now and ask us some questions? I can do if that's if it. that's what you'd like. Yeah, yeah go. All for right. It. So I've got a um, a couple of notes here. So we'll go from the very start. And your thoughts on the cultural appointment in the first place, Matt? I think you can take this because uh, at the start of the podcast, you were quite um, animated trying to find your match <laughs> report. From... I was. I've got. I've. I've somewhere. I've got all of the Bristol Live um, fans columns that I've written, and I remember. Um, about Steve Cottrell. I, I thought Sean O'Driscoll was a good appointment. It didn't work out like that. But when Steve Cottrell's name was being mentioned about the Bristol City job, I was gutted and said, we didn't want to. We don't want to be playing long ball football like this merchant's got. I remember him, I don't know if he was in charge of Portsmouth at the time. Um, I think it was. And we, and we played them and we won the game and he sort of came out and said that they'd battered us and he had his big chain around his neck in. And I was like, God, I just don't want this bloke in charge of our football club, you know. Um, quickly, after the appointment, how wrong I was. Um, and I'll, I'll openly, and well, I have openly said it on record, for me, the best manager in my lifetime, and, and I'll include the Joe Jordan era, who I loved. I was lucky enough to be a City fan when Alan Dix, I, I, you know, um, we were in the first division, but I was very young, despite how I might look. Um, but but Steve, Steve Cottrell gave me the only season I've had where we won the league. And that will live long in memory. The the memory of that, that game at the end and the we are the champions and we'll, you know, sorry, I'm going ahead again, but I loved, loved him. And, and I'll always have the utmost respect for Steve Cottrell. I loved him. Yeah, for me, I mean, we you, we spoke. I think it was on on air or off air, but we spoke about who else was around at the time, and I, I just thought there was an outside chance that that Ian Holloway might get it. And I know he's a massive, massive Rovers legend, but there was a few years before when he'd come down, and there was always that sort of, you know, the the usual reaction to an ex Rovers player, let alone Ian Holloway, who's a Bristol you know icon, if you like. Um, but there was always that sort of, I felt there was a bit of mutual respect there as well. Agreed, and I thought yeah. there was an outside chance that, that he might take on that job. Um, but apart from that, you know, Steve Cottrell is, I think he's in the top 10 or top five uh, championship management appearances. Oh, really? um, Steve Cottrell. Yeah. Cause I went on a, the second tier podcast a few months ago. And that was one of the questions I didn't sit. I was surprised as well. I didn't say Steve Cottrell. Um, So management experience, getting us into the championship. Um, You know, I think I was happy at the time. And then kind of moving on to the, to the summer, then um, the signings, when you look back on it, were were pretty incredible. So uh, your initial thoughts on, on those signings in the summer. I'll, I'll start with uh, the signing of the season for me was Aaron Wilbraham. Um, yep. I think the story goes that Steve Cottrell was in Dubai in a hotel and, and happened to be, you know, working out with him. Um, and I'm not quite sure where where Aaron Wilbraham was in terms of his career at that point, but he was sort of looking for the next challenge. Um, and Aaron Wilbraham came in and, you know, from the very beginning, hit the ground running, became someone who you knew when he was one-on-one, the chances were he was going to finish it off. And so dangerous in the box. Obviously, you had Flint's presence in there as well, but dangerous in the box for headers. And yeah, a, a really 
spearheaded the attack, really. You had J. Manuel Thomas, you had Kieran Agard as well up there, often with him. And I think he just brought them all along with him. So his experience, along with the captaincy of Wade Elliott, for me, was so important. Um, so he was my sign-in. Um, there were, I'm sure there were others. Matt? Yeah, did Luke Freeman get signed as well in that summer period? Yeah. Um, I thought Luke Freeman was a tremendous sign-in. Um, like you said, the a- the Agard sign-in, Wilbs, without a shadow of a doubt, was was massive and, and went on to prove that. Um, but I think, yeah, Wade, Wade Elliott as well, because you were signing, to, again, we were talking about it today and, and what Nigel Pearson probably might do in the summer is getting in those experienced players, but they can still play at that level I mean I, th- I think and I, I'd have to check it I think Will Bryan left Crystal Palace um, but I'm pretty sure that season for us was the season where he scored the most goals and that that showed how yeah. vital he was um, and there, there were games throughout it I mean I remember there was one game um, was it MK Dons don't know but we were Wade Elliott gave a horrendous goal away but actually then equalised within a couple of minutes. And yeah. that showed yeah. the character of the man. And I think that was the thing for me. That team was built on, he signed pros, but he signed characters and they all gelled together. And I think that probably stemmed from the fact, didn't they take him to Botswana or something in the the preseason? Yeah. So that in itself formed that. But I don't think I can remember a side that had the bond before or since that that team had. And that comes with winning games, of course it does, but yeah. But they, they were the main sort of signings, I think, that the Luke, Luke Freeman, for me, I thought was fabulous that season. The, the team itself, Matt, was just full of talent, wasn't it? Frankie in goal, for yep. me, one of our best ever one, one-on-one shot stoppers of all time. Yep. Uh, Joe Bryan coming into, into his own, attacking down the left, whipping in pinpoint crosses um, and getting goals too. Luke Aylin, um, on the right-hand side with marauding runs inside, strong in the tackle. Flint scoring goals for fun as a centre-back. I think he got 15. Williams chipped in too. Derek yeah. Williams. Yeah. Pack and Smith controlling the middle. Freeman was on fire. Uh, Jet and Agard chipping in with some, you know, Jets. Some, some of Jet's goals were yeah. unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable yeah. goals. And also you had players on the fringe like um, Wagstaff, who didn't always get a start, but chipped in. And contributed brilliantly. But massively off the pitch as well. Like you could see that, I talked about that camaraderie. You, you're right to name Scotty Wagstaff because he came in and would do a job for us, wouldn't he? And you forget, I think um, O'Driscoll signed Flint and Pack. Um, Williams sure. as well, and Fielding. Yeah, and Fielding. You know, and you, and you look back in O'Driscoll's time in charge wasn't great, you know, and the football wasn't great, but actually made some... In the history of Bristol City, made some really key signings. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Um, so your kind of expectations before the season, if we look, we'll look back on that first of all, and 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 kind of looking back on the first sixteen games of the season, that that unbeaten run. Uh, well, for me, the first away game at Sheffield United, I remember watching it on Sky. I wasn't at the game. Um, I just remember thinking how well organised we looked how well we played and the two goals, um, you knew it was going to be a good season. The, even like the Mark Little assist for for Wade Elliott, where he sort of flicked it with the, with his back heel over the top and Wade Elliott's run through and scored. And it sort of set the tone for the season for me. Um, and it was, it was a little bit disappointing in that we didn't have three, sorry, four corners of the stadium for that season. Mm. 
um so Shedman became quite an icon didn't he? Uh, in the home incidentally I, I i know his brother so if you want a little interview with with Shedman, um i can probably get that sorted for you <laughs> uh but yeah that that was everyone likes to go on a uh, on a run and i think it's sort of characteristic of bristol city that we and particularly under cottrell and more so lee johnson that we did go on these streaks yeah and you just felt invincible didn't you matt yeah, yeah. I, I, and again, I'm trying to think of the games and probably if you named them, I'd remember them even more, but that's an age thing. But I'm pretty sure Peterborough away was was one of those early games and um, I think Joe Bryan had a big part to play in that game. Um, I think Mike Little, again, I f- forget Mike Little being involved as well, but he mm. was superb. Um, and my, my expectations probably because he came in when we were really struggling, he settled us down. I kind of, I always look at it as you want to improve season on season. So I probably felt at the time, if we can stabilise and, and we, we see some decent football, like like we've said, season on season really with the last few years, um, then I'd be happy. But that start we made was was electric, wasn't it? And you just kind of felt, oh, hang on, this this might be a bit special here. Hmm. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, definitely. And then off after that 16... Let's face uh, it, Matt, it, I go into every season with the exception of this one. You, you do, yeah. Thinking we're going to get promoted. <laughs> yeah, you're a fool. <laughs> yeah, we will hope. We can all dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then after that 16 games then, it was kind of um, the, the Swindon, the infamous Swindon loss and, and then a loss to Preston as well, which people forget, uh, two game losses in a row. So if you can remember back, do you think... Were you kind of worried about how we how we'd react to those two two losses? The the Swindon one was the one where Wade Elliott got sent off, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and Thompson celebrated like they won the league. Um, yeah. And yeah, we. I mean, it, it it it. I don't think it was a sending off. I think Cots reacted um, on the back of it, and it was. I mean, it was a nice atmosphere that that game. I mean, you know, it's a, a ground I I've been to every time City played there. I've been. Um, and the atmosphere wasn't great and, and the ref wasn't great and you just sort of felt because I don't know where they were obviously near us in the league I don't know where they were exactly at that point but it just felt a little bit like oh hang on and then the Preston one was Preston in it so you kind of expected but you did then start to think oh the wheel's going to come off a little bit yeah. here. so but yeah I did again you get back to the character I think it's some of the, the this side hasn't got so much Lee Johnson's side very rarely had it, but we had we had leaders in that team. We had characters, so you didn't feel like it would go on a run of um, where we'd really start struggling again the because there were people in that team, the likes of Corey Smith and Aaron Wilbram, that wouldn't allow it. Um, so I don't I think I ever felt like it's it's really fallen off. I thought, yeah, we'll 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 get back on and, and get back into it. Yeah, I sh- share those share those views. Obviously, the return leg in terms of Bristol City versus Swindon, was one of the highlights of the season for me. Um, Swindon playing out from the back like they did at Man City in the Man City yep. game. Yep. Uh, completely different set of players, but the same same tactics. Uh, and that was comedy gold for me. Joe, Joe Bryan then scored the goal. He danced in from the left, cut back onto his left foot and scored a great goal. But that'll be surely one of his favourite goals of all time. That was his first big goal, wasn't it? And that three 0 winner was that the birth of Flint says no, no, no. It was yeah. that interview, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was again. I think did Agard get the first goal? Um, I think Agard got the first goal in that one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I remember, well. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember being really, really nervous that night, and and I've probably I don't know why so much. Probably since that, I've not been like it since. But there were times at games where, and there were there have been games um, when we played Coventry a few seasons before under Derek McInnes, where I had to leave the ground because it was too nervous. Honestly. Um, because I was too nervous and that was another game I didn't leave the ground but I, f I just remember feeling incredibly nervous and it was only really when Joe Bryan scored that goal which again and I, I, I no I'm not, I'm not going to harp on about it but Joe Bryan scored that goal and for me will always then warrant my applause um, not just because of that but yeah brilliant and, and what a great night it was wasn't it um, and then I did kind of think this this is our season this yeah. is our season yeah. that, that game for me changed it where I really felt yeah, we've we've got this now. Wilbs got the third, I think, didn't he? It yeah. was the it was the three nil win away at Yeovil as well that that I knew after yeah. that. Yeah, that was that was us because it. Yeah. I remember that game because it's the closest one of the closest grounds to get to. It took us ages to get there. We were stuck behind the lorry. Oh, wow. um, at one point, it actually broke down <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, but we then we got there. We dominated them from start to finish, and we ran out. I think three nil winners. Yeah. Um, and all goals, all the goals were absolute quality as well. Yeah. It was a complete yeah. domination that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was. It was yeah, and yeah. then kind of jumping forward to to the Johnson's Paint Trophy final and and possibly the and your memories of it and well for me it's definitely the most relaxed I'll ever be for a cup final. I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I went up on a on a lovely executive coach, Matt. Uh, you'll be surprised to know. I'm very surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> with uh with the whole family you know nice. with a table in the middle of us and everything Very it was nice. it was fantastic <laughs> we i remember getting into the ground um the atmosphere was was amazing uh and you're right it, it just felt like a league game that we were going to absolutely dominate and obviously flint getting the goal mark little getting the goal going two nil up it just felt just felt like kings, didn't you? You felt like kings of of Wembley, and that season, you know, that day, just encapsulated the whole thing for me. Absolutely loved it. It it, it did, and and Flinty getting the goal, and and that's why again, you know, people got small memories. You know, you're applauding players like that, and that season, Aidan Flint was an absolute man mountain for us, a colossus. It it penned the Flint says no no no, which fans loved, you know, mm. and. You know, let's let's keep that in the forefront of our minds when we think of these players. Mm. But it was brilliant, and that day at Wembley, really special. Um, I, I spent it with um, my my family, but also Trina, I go football with, and and her late husband. So that's special from from that point of view. Mm. Friends that are, I'm going to be staying at next weekend, Rachel and Andy in, in Preston. When I go to Preston at Wigan, so they're the moments that that make it. Is where you're spending it with your friends, your family. And to see City win it, and like Corey said, a comfortable win as well. You never felt that, or oh, this is, you know, it's a bit too tense. And, you know, it did feel like we were always going to win it. And what, what was it, Walsall's first time at Wembley? I mean, I think... And O'Donnell in goal as well, wasn't he? Yeah, Dean yeah. Smith in charge for them. Um, but, you, yeah, you, you felt it, it was a game we... Once once we'd settled, I felt it was a game we were always going to win. What was the date of that game, Corey? Have you got it there? Oh, I can find it out for you. Uh, March, I, I want to say in the March was it? Yeah, it's probably about right. Yeah, yeah. Because so I that season as well it was the birth of my my firstborn, so it was a it was a a, a treble, a treble yes. for me. <laughs> my, 
Yeah, so I was, um, I, and yeah, I so remember then, having pictures pictures with her on the doorstep, and I got her this sort of baby grow Bristol City fleece um, as well. So, yeah, it was a, a very special season, that one. Yeah, it was 22nd of March, 2015. Yeah, yeah. close to my birthday. There we go. Uh, yeah, I've got four games now for the end of the season to, to talk about. So we've already discussed the Swindon game. Yeah. Um, the the Bradford game the six nil one, um, and then the kind of anticlimactic nil nil draw with Coventry to secure <laughs> the league, and then obviously the the Warsaw game uh, the end of the season. So your your thoughts on them, Matt? Matt, can I can I just yeah, say yeah, of so obviously as Ivy was very very young, I yeah. didn't go to the Bradford away game, um, but obviously watched it. And towards the end of the season, it it just got silly, didn't it? Six nil yeah. away at Bradford. Total domination of the league was more or less complete. A couple of goals from Tavernier as well, yeah. Um, yeah. who's gone on to be a, a big name up up in, up in Glasgow. Yeah, up in Glasgow. And then the the, the toe poke for me from Wilbs just really took the biscuit. He just he just got it in the box. Just thought, right, I'm just going to poke this in. But I wasn't well, there, so Matt, I'm no, sure. No, you, I, I no, I wasn't. There. And, and ironically, um, so again, Rachel and Andy, I'm talking about. Um, had said to me about going up, and I don't. I had something on work wise, and I just sort of thought, nah, um, we're going to win anyway. So I, I didn't, but again, talking about my nerves and stuff, um, I couldn't watch the game. I couldn't listen to the game. Um, and it was only at the end of the game, I took my phone off because I didn't want people texting me because I've got a couple of gas head mates who would text me. if they were. And I remember turning the, the TV on and Sky Sports came up. It was the channel I'd left it off when I turned it off and came up and I saw it across the bottom of the screen, six, and I'm like, that can't be right. So I, imme- I immediately phoned a mate of mine who I knew was there. And I was like, tell me about it. Um, and he's like, oh, mate, you know, brilliant. And and it's one of my biggest Bristol City regrets is that I didn't go that night. In hindsight, it's brilliant. We'd all go, well, it was 6-0. We, we, uh, you know, we assured yeah. promotion. Of course, we'd all go back and beat it. But I remember Rach saying to me what a great night it was. And so, yeah, and like you say, the goals were were. There's some quite Luke Aylin scored a, a goal as well, didn't he? And yeah, yeah, I remember the cele- a celebration that they did as well. And I don't know if it was ever confirmed, but and this will mean nothing to Matt for sure. But the Bushwhackers from WWF who used to do this celebration with this, like when they walked to the ring, I'm sure they did that. And that was from that I game. S- I stopped r- stopping watching wrestling when I was like seven, I think. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, the, the Coventry the, game. You can visualise now the flags are wrapped around them yeah. in the corner with the Bradford yeah. fans. That that group of players, it's iconic, isn't it? Mm. I'm looking at me mishmash to see if that's on there actually. But yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And the celebration up. is. Yeah, we are going bottom up. Left. Yeah. yeah, bottom left. The celebration. You, yeah, you haven't got is, this, yeah. Corey, have you? Oh, it says <laughs> says says bushwhackers. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't remember the. Uh, was that home? Do you know what? I I, yeah. I was looking at that thinking I can't remember that at all. That's not I, on the mishmash, is it? No, one? I cannot nil remember nil. that Coventry game nil nil. <laughs> so if, had we won that, would we have sealed the title? That was the day we sealed the title. I think was Preston, it? Yeah, Preston lost on the Friday night, and that meant we only needed a point. And re- it was awful, awful, awful I, game. But I can't even then remember celebrating the fact we'd won the title. I don't that's, think that's... there was. I don't think there was big celebrate. I think there no. was a pitch invasion, but was there completely? Yeah, I, I, I can't remember that at all. Yeah, no, I can't. Cut that bit out of the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll get rid of that bit. Yeah. But the last game, oh, a... the final game, yeah, of the... Oh. is that what you have you asked about that? Yeah, yeah, or no, yeah, the Warsaw, yeah, the Warsaw game, yeah. Yeah. So it was an absolute, 
party from start to finish. Again, I yep. was sat with my mum and dad, and my brother, and a few like friends around. Obviously, we had that sort of scaffolding in front of us, didn't we? Of the top of the dolmen stand about yeah. to go up, so that was weird for a start. Um, and nevertheless, you know, it's a day you'll never forget. Um, eight to four goals for Aidan Flint, and the final goal um, from Agard was some of the best passing play we've seen at Ashton Gate. It was ping, 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 goal. Um, the way that Aidan Flint finished a couple of his goals, one was a Rabona, one was like a, a De Canio-style volley. Um, the trophy lift at the end <laughs> in front of an empty safe stand it was, <laughs> a, was a, an image that you'll, you'll never forget. It's quite strange that they did it in front of the, the empty safe stand. Um, the Klinsman dives as well, you know, when they <laughs> ran over towards us in the Dolman stand and dive. And then... You know the amphitheater at Lloyd's, the Lloyd's amphitheater. I actually took my took my daughter along, at, you know, five months old, um, just to get some pictures. And yeah, absolutely fantastic. Eight two, ridiculous. Brilliant. I've I've got on my phone, and you won't see it, but we we went hospitality that day. We for it. It was un- right. unusual. Yeah, um, and I've got footage. If it's going to play, with the we are the champions. Yeah. And my mum, Treen, who patched nose, but yeah. absolutely yeah. Singing We Are The Champions at Singing, Ashton Gate. Uh, just, and, and I'm not ashamed to say it, I cried my eyes out because yeah. I'd, it was seen emotional, such, yeah. oh, I'd seen such rubbish over the years. And <laughs> under O'Driscoll, under McInnes, it wasn't great. Um, and that moment, and <sighs> there's a bit of me, I don't, I don't think Steve Cottrell gets the kudos from the club in the way that I think other managers might have done because it was a massive, massive season for us. I mean, what did we finish on? 99 points, was it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that day will, to the to my dying days, will rank right up there because I've watched the club I love. Mm. We're, we're the champions and we walk around the pitch and to be able to sing that, yeah. knowing that it meant that, you know, we've won the JPT and we've won trophies and, We've been promoted, but that was yeah special, really special. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Thank yeah. You, I think it just just sums up kind of what what culture was like and the expectations you had. I remember one. I can't remember who it was. One of the lads I spoke to, one of the players, said that at half time against Warsaw, it was obviously two all, and we'd gone behind as well. I think um, in the eight two game, and yeah. he, they said Cottrell absolutely ripped into him at half time. Even though the league was already already all tied up, it was already done. He absolutely ripped into him. So I suppose that that's just an insight into kind of the expectations the man had. And I'm assuming that I'm obviously that that shows with how kind of great yeah. we were. Yeah. 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 What what a season. What a amazing. Season. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I got one just to finish off, I've got five quick fire. Oh one, one word. Uh so favourite game. Oof. Probably that Swindon game. The Swindon home game. Um, yeah, it's hard to beat that, isn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that as well. Best Actually, time. if you want, if you want a different one, I'll go for that Yeovil away game. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take yeah. the Yeovil one. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeovil away game. Uh, best signing. Wilbs. Gotta be Wilbs, I think, that season. Yeah, yeah. Champagne moment. Aidan Flint's, Flint's four. Flint's Rubino. His Rubino <laughs> was just, yeah. Okay, I'll come up with a different one. Uh, the game away at Gillingham, Matt Smith scoring four. Oh, 
Oh god, yeah. Unbelievable. One uh so his goal where he's just spanked it into the top corner. Yeah. Yeah, trying to trying to pick a best out of that four is is incredible. Uh, They're all all yeah. brilliant for, he's, for different reasons. He's um he's signed for Salford, hasn't he? Salford, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's what yeah. he's one of the one of the little exclusive who he is. One of the ones that I chatted to. So oh, brilliant. I have I have got him. You know I this is, him in you know this is well, recording. So. Don't you, you know this is going out on the podcast. Yeah, that's fine. I'll let I'll, I'll let him have that one. I'll let right, him have okay. that one. Um, best player. Ooh. Um. That's really hard. You know? it, is, it is for that team because Wilbs, Corey Smith was, yeah. was he just underpinned everything there, but it's difficult. I, I think that was the thing. It was such a team, such a squad that you went down the spine of that team. Wilbs, Frankie Fielding was superb. Yeah. Well, Flint, um, Flint as Flint, a centre back getting 15, 15 goals. goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Marlon Pack was was in his pomp as well. So yeah. uh, Joe Bryan, that's where we saw what Joe Bryan was and about. Jay Emmanuel Thomas in. dancing yeah, through yeah. scoring it, goals. It's funny. Jet was one of those players that, and I, I remember having a, a row unusually enough with a guy in um, in front of me, <laughs> where I used to say like Jet, you kind of you can do so more, so much more. Like you know, and this guy would say to me, yeah, but when what he does, when he does it, is just brilliant and he's right he was right you know and i grew to love jet because of it but yeah i, I again it's hard to look past flinty that season was that, that the season that we, we we beat rovers as well and jet scored that goal or was that a season i before, don't know was that the season no before? that was o'driscoll that, that was o'driscoll i think yeah, yeah. okay because yeah. right. i remember him him kicking off about the fans invasion invading and, and stuff yeah. he wasn't happy about that okay yeah, yeah I, I mean i aiden aiden flint probably yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah. Last one then. Um, best goal, goal of the season. Oh gosh, cool. there were some. Again, probably got to say Joe Bryan's goal against Swindon. Yeah, um, it was such a, a great goal, but there were so many of them, vital goals as well. Um, yeah, um, I'm going to pick out one of the J. Manuel Thomas ones there was one that he he got put through on the left and he he just didn't have any right to wrap his left foot around it and he did yeah. and it just went straight in the top corner yeah. yeah that was the wolf that was the warsaw game i think was it that yeah. one last it, game of the season yeah yeah was it and yeah, it, it again you gotta say a night game. again flint flint is rubino because you know we're all looking at it going i mean i think did that get his didn't really his, it, didn't realize it was a rubino that was his fair. hat trick as well wasn't it but it was at <laughs> yeah. our end in the atio and right in front of us and so yeah, unbelievable that that one as well but um you know wade like i said i talked about that wade elliott goal after we'd he'd given the ball away to to get it in there kieran mm. agard scored some massive goals yeah um that season yeah wilbs like you say scored some some really big goals but Probably again because of my nervousness, the Joe Bryan one because I thought that's it, we've got this now. Yeah, and and there's another J, J. Manuel Thomas one where he literally danced through um, about four players, mm. and took it around the keeper and slotted it in as well. Yeah. So yeah, I'll go for a, a, a pick a J. Emmanuel Thomas goal. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go through them and, and try and pick one. That's brilliant. That's yeah, that's excellent. Thank Thanks you for thanks. that. Yeah, that's, oh, well, I really much. enjoyed. I really enjoyed that. I can't um, wait to read the book because, like I said, that for yeah. me, that season is just special, special, special. Yeah, that's yeah, that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Sure. That's what I'm looking to to give people a chance to kind of look back on it. So yeah, hopefully it all goes well. If there's anyone listening who who knows or can get in touch with Steve Cottrell for Corey, I think I think you you need at least 
an interview or a yeah. sort of forward by Steve Cottrell. That's what that that's what yeah. I'm looking for a forward. I think I think to try and kind of single him out and let him have his yeah. his own his own bit. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So if anyone can get me in touch, it'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah. Excellent. And if Steve's listening himself, which I'm sure he does, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone Steve get it sorted. Yeah. Right. Um, just before we go, can I just mention as well to, today um, the great work from the Her Game Two um, yes. ladies today at Ashton Gate. Yeah, great, great to see. I saw um, Eve and Leah. Um, I saw or Eve being interviewed just as I was about to come in. I think, um, but but brilliant. Um, you know, I've I've spent my city the last thirty years sat with um, my mum and Trina, who I go to football with. So. Absolutely, I've known that it's uh, it's everybody's game, but mm. what a great, um, yeah, great yeah. great work by these the, these ladies to make sure that everybody is everyone's game, isn't it? Great, great comments. Absolutely agree. Um, right, we're going to leave it there. Uh, it's, this is a bumper edition of Three People yeah. Podcast. This is going to take people on long walks, hopefully during the week before yeah. we, we play Luton on Tuesday night, and uh, we'll be back Tuesday night or Wednesday morning at some point. Well, to- Actually, if you if you want to do it, accompany me on the way back, you can do that on Tuesday. Oh, night, that's not a bad not, idea. Yeah, 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 we'll see how the audio we'll is. So it might be is, uh, yeah. might be an interesting one. Right, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Great thanks. to meet you, Corey. Look forward to that. No, thanks, for, thanks for having me. Cheers. Take big care. thank. A uh, good luck with your career as well um, yes. with the book, etc. And a big thanks to Scott Davidson for joining us um, pre-match yeah. as well yeah. to talk about the Ashton Gate Eight event coming up later in February. Right Great. for now. Don't forget to to follow us on Twitter at 3PIAPC. And we'll be back soon. Take care, everyone. See you, guys. White walls, the feeling of home. Warm smiles, the crash and burn.